Come on, good morning, come on. You know what time it is. Somebody say good morning. But good better morning. yet, somebody solved the morning by saying <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, it's a good day. It's a blessed day. It's an acceptable day. It's a new day. It's a brand new day because we're in God's neighborhood. That makes the day a what? A brighter day, y'all. That's right. Today is a brighter day. Today is a good day. Listen, if yesterday was a bit dark and gloomy, then know that today God is thinking of you, truly. Yesterday is gone and passed away, but today marks a brand new day. Listen, this is Prophet J. Prophet is me. And this is Brighter Days in the Morning. Listen, I'm just one half of the Brighter Day Morning crew, but all by myself, I'm not that good flying solo. But I tend to think we make a dynamic duo. We like two peas in a pod, not twins, more like Twix. We give you something sweet, but some substance in the mix. That means you got to chew on what you heard and what you learned. And it's always Christ's perspective, and we apply it with the word. Listen, we are simply a voice to provoke and inspire, but then cause an awakening in you is our greatest desire. That awakening brings life. And when we speak, we're simply speaking the keys to life. Listen, this is Inspiration 360 Radio.com, home of inspiration, motivation, and transformation. Listen, it's going to be a blessed day. It's going to be a beautiful day. It's already a blessed day because the Lord allowed us to wake up to see another day. Listen, he's mindful of us. He's always thinking about us, even when we're not always thinking about him. It's a sad thing, but the truth is he's always mindful of us. And so we ought to always honor him. So as always, I like to say, I open and extend an invite to you right now to just start our day off the right way. And perhaps some of you already started your day off right. You already woke up and you already prayed. And I want to say kudos to you. But for those that may have forgotten or was in a rush or rushed out the door to get to work, to make it to wherever they had to get to, and you didn't get a chance or you should have made a chance, but you didn't get quite a moment to kneel down to just give God some time. Listen, I'm going to open the invite and extend this invitation to you. Let's make that right even now. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Listen, it's a blessed day. It's a new day. It's an acceptable day. And let's not forget God on this day. For we serve a good father, a good, good father. And he's always mindful of us. And he's a jealous God. So this morning, we're going to start our morning off right. Listen, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we're going to just start off our morning just by saying thank you. We're going to start off this morning by just remembering you, Father, before we make any petitions, before we make any requests. Father, the first thing that we're going to say is we honor you. We thank you. We bless you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. For you alone are worthy. You alone get the praise. You alone get the glory. You get the honor. Lord, we love you on this morning. Father, we thank you for another day. We thank you that you woke us up and that we are alive to talk about this day. Father, we thank you that even though everything doesn't feel good, everything doesn't look good. Father, I thank you that even though everything isn't lined up and in place, God, we honor you, Father. Father, we still are careful to give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor. Father, forever, God, our life is to chase after you, Father. Father, we want to chase after you all our days. Father, in all that we do, God, we chase you, Father. God, you always are the good shepherd, the good father that comes after one missing sheep. Now, Father, you're a good father. You're a good shepherd. And, God, this morning we will honor you. 
We will honor you and let you know that you're a good father. We will honor you and let you know that you're not forgotten this morning. Father, we pause from everything that we're doing, God, just to say we love you. We pause and we stop everything we're doing that keeps us so busy and so occupied that it keeps us from even acknowledging you, Father. God, if we even understood that you are a jealous God, then, Father, let this thing do something to us. Let it prick our hearts and prick our spirits to cause us to draw closer to you, to cause us to begin to seek you like never before, Father. Father, we need you father father we won't abandon you father you've been the good father that's always so about your children and god in return we will not forget you but we will remember you father father forgive us for forgetting you forgive us for going through life for going through the day father and not acknowledging you god we love you and god we just start brand new and we just want to say we love you God, we want you to know that we love you, Father. And even as we remember Father's even this coming Sunday on Father's Day, I want you to know that you are a good father, that you're a great father, that you're the father that's always been there even when fathers may not have been there for their children. Father, I thank you that you are the good heavenly father that is always there, Father. So, Father, there may be many with daddy issues. There may, may be many with unforgiveness in their heart or their father's father. This week, Father, we're going to remember you because we always will know that we have a heavenly father who is thinking about us, who is mindful of us, who is concerned about us, who is always there for us. So, Father, we honor you this morning. Father, and we thank you this morning. Father, we lift up our voice just to let you know that you matter, God. God, this morning, we're not asking for anything, God. We don't need any petitions, any requests, even if we do this is not the moment for it father this is just the moment to find you and to just tell you that we love you so father we're starting this day off right and we're commanding our morning god we're commanding our morning but we're starting it off right with you father this morning father god we get everything in order we recalibrate our lives we recalibrate our thought process we recalibrate everything that we do father and we line up with the gps and get back on your street father and focus on you father help us to keep our eyes on you so, Father, I honor you. And, God, for everyone under the sound of my voice, Father, I speak strength. I speak peace. I speak wholeness. I speak health. I speak blessing is their portion. And favor and abundance is their portion, Father. In the midst of the crisis, in the midst of the pandemic, in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the killing, in the midst of it all, Father. In the midst of wickedness, Father. Father, let us find you, Father. Let us find you in the process. Let us find you in the midst of the chaos, Father. Let us find you, Father. For, Father, we need you. And, Father, we honor you. And, Father, we bless you for you alone. Get the praise. You get the glory and the honor, Father. And we love you. And today, we establish this day as a day set aside for you. Father, this day belongs to you. We give you this day. We command our morning, but God, we give you this day. Father, I pray that not one negative word, not one uh, a word that is not of, of, of a positive effect, Father, let that not be once named among us this day, Father. But Father, let this day be a faith-charged day. So we charge our atmosphere in faith. And this day belongs to you, Father. Father, we commit it to you. And we commit the program to you, Father. And we honor you. And we bless you. Hallelujah. And we bless you, Lord. Yes, Lord. We bless you, Father. Hallelujah. We honor you this morning. And we give your name the praise and glory, Father. Now, Father, even as we do this show on this morning, Father, my prayer is that you open up the ears 
and the spiritual faculties of your of the hearer open them up father that they can hear what you will be saying father and god let us hear wisdom and let us hear truth in you father and god i just keep going back to saying this i just dedicate this day to you father in spite of everything in spite of it all father because we all go through some things at times but father in spite of it all god we still honor you and we bless you and give your name the praise and glory in the name above all names in the name above all names that name is jesus christ we bless you father and give your name the praise in jesus name somebody just say amen 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 Hallelujah. come on Hallelujah. I, I just i just really wanted to just thank god this morning yeah. honestly just just the morning where it's it's not about anything else it ain't about riches, it ain't about money, it ain't about fame, it ain't about cars, it ain't about our bills that need to be paid, it ain't about what needs to be taken care of, it ain't about anything else, it ain't about a blessing that I need, even if we need it, it's about the Lord. And so I just wanted to start off the day and establish the day that way, you know, because so many times we forget God, and it seems like many times we come to God when we need something yeah isn't and, that the truth and think about it we know the bible says that our god is a jealous god yeah but you ever think about this many times the world turns to turns to god or turns to find an answer in the midst of chaos and what happens to every day when it's peachy keen or, is, or or it's just a normal day you know we tend to trust in our, our riches we trust in our, our jobs we trust in our cars we trust in everything but it's like it takes chaos it takes somebody dying it takes pain, it takes heartache, it takes a flood, it takes an earthquake, it takes for things to be destroyed before we even many times turn to the Lord. Yeah. You know, and even this morning, I'm just sitting there thinking about that, and it's just like, it breaks my heart. Because I, I, I just think, you know, I'm just feeling the Lord this morning, even while I was praying, but it's like, what does it take? Mm -hmm. What does it take for us to remember him? And so, I, I want to just like, even in the moment right now, I just want to flip this thing, is that we know Father's Day is this coming Sunday. Everybody knows Father's Day is, is Father's Day is unlike Mother's Day. But this Father's Day, I want to say this for those who may have daddy issues, for those who may have problems, or 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 or, or you you don't talk to your father, or may not even have a father, or may not even have a good role model ever of a man. Yeah. And and some may think that all men are wicked, all men are evil, all men have have issues, all men are, are sexual predators. And I want to say this is that we have a heavenly father. Even if you don't believe in any man, I'm flipping it this direction because this is how the one of the Lord is moving on me. So I just want to go here. So regardless of what you feel, all men aren't cheaters. All men aren't dogs. All men aren't molesters. Yeah. And I'm saying this because this is in my spirit to say this morning after the prayer. So I'm just going to flip it up. And so this Sunday we know it's Father's Day. And so we have a good heavenly father. We have a good example of a father. We have a good role model, model of a father. And I want to say this to somebody that's online that you don't have good relationships with men. Whether you're a man or female, you didn't have a good relationship with your father or any male or, or a spouse or, or a boyfriend. You just, uh, it could be a, 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 an abuser. I want to encourage you and let you know that all men aren't the same. Yes. I want to let you know that all men are not the same. You may have encountered abusers, but it does not mean that all men are abusers. You may have never had a father that has never been around that walked out on your life, but hear me well. All fathers have not walked out on their children. There are some fathers that will stand the test of time and stand there and die for their children. 
And I want you to know that you have a heavenly father who cares. So I, I'm a bit emotional going into this program this morning. I really am. I really am. But we have a heavenly father who loves us and he loves you. He loves you. And there's some man out there who's a good man. There's a father out there who's a good father. And I'm going to say this to you. This is Father's Day week, so I'm starting it like this. They are good fathers. But this week, do me a favor. I want us to focus on our heavenly father. I want us to focus on how good of a father he is. How when we should have died, he kept us alive. How when we were in our mess and we were struggling in our sins, he kept us alive. We have a good father who cares. Yes, we definitely have a great father who cares. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you were saying, um, you know, about how we trust in our riches and everything. In Proverbs 11:28 talks about those who trust in their riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. And so we have to understand that we cannot put our trust in the Lord. I mean, I'm sorry, we cannot put our trust in our riches and the things of this world, but we must put our trust in the Lord. And so uh, this morning, we're so excited to be a part of you guys this morning. We hope that you're tuned in. We hope that you're listening to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying this morning. Yeah. And so Prophet is, you know, he, he got me in that mode of, uh, you know, I could feel his heartbeat and his, you know, so you know yeah low tone yeah yeah and that's yeah. what i wanted to say look yeah. you know <laughs> sometimes when the brokenness comes yeah. on you and you're praying it's and tears coming out your yeah. eyes yeah it's a different posture and then it almost has it uh, uh, uh if somebody didn't know they're like is everything okay yeah but it's it's just like feeling the lord and then just feeling that burden yeah. and feeling somebody or some some people out there today yeah and i and i think you know just even when you said that you just felt that you know just even as i was thinking i'm just you know so concerned or not because i mean prayerfully but just looking at the stance and what the world is in you know the different things that are happening in the world today and just want to encourage even the believers or christians um you know a lot of stuff that we see happening prophet you know just when you look on social media and um just some of the the stuff as christians with you know or people in general that we're frustrated about or we're complaining about and there's so minute matters and I and I'm like there's so much going on in the world so much tragedy so many people life uh, people life you know is being taken from them um, you know we see the stuff the injustice so many things happening in the world and we as believer have not matured to the place yet of um, being intentional and not being caught up and we're dealing with childish matters and that kind of grieved my spirit when I when I see yeah, all the yeah. stuff that is going back and forth and the arguments and the disagreements and the lack of love and the lack of forgiveness uh, that you see all across, not just in the body of Christ, but family, every area. Um, so I don't want to target one body, but, you know, we as Christian, I feel like we are obligated or we are held accountable to a higher standard because we have the word of God to lead and guide us. So if we have the word of God, why do you think that, you know, we as Christian, we, we still struggle with the spirit of offense, um, you know, just going back and forth and, and not really uplifting each other and praying for one another and, um, you know, just desiring to see maturity in the body of Christ. So is that, you know, we talk about, you were talking about Father's Day this coming up weekend. I mean, 
we have a heavenly father and a lot of time when we see certain things people say it's a lack of a father in the home right <laughs> i was gonna right? make my father's day joke that You're i like to, to make, make every year day joke. Yeah. <laughs> what's that joke prophet well, Tell the well father's day joke. listen for, for for every good father out there take a take a bow i salute you matter of fact go ahead and stand up it don't matter where you are if you had a traffic light go ahead and just let it be known and just just salute somebody out there but let me say this the ongoing running joke is something that all of oh, us fathers yeah. know. Yeah. And and so let me say this: we all know that every Mother's Day, we, we know, true, yeah, though. we know that every Mother's Day, uh, uh that uh, restaurants are packed out. It's like waiting in King's Dominion line. It's like waiting, uh, waiting to get in a, a, a brand new movie. It's the line is long. It's sold out, packed out. And we typically know on Father's Day, you know, this year the pandemic with everything being shut down. It's really no different. It wouldn't be nobody in the restaurant that much anyway <laughs> on Father's Day. <laughs> Come on. Listen, but but I have to say this, and it's like, uh, you know, I, I, I'm one of the people that's big on 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 love and honor uh, to the women of God, the mothers of all, all, mothers everywhere, and the fathers everywhere. And so let me say this. I remember a couple of years ago, I heard something on a radio program that really baffled me. It baffled me. I mean, on the program, they they went all out uh, for Mother's Day and say, you know, who, when you those that want to honor their mother, call in, call in. We want to honor our mothers and tell them how how much of an impact they made on our life. And it's so true. Our mothers have made a great impact on our life. And let me say this, but there are good fathers out there as well. And so anyway, on this radio program, after they did this wonderful thing for the mothers, the day for the Father's Day program, that what they asked people to do. They say, listen, today we want you on Father's Day. We want you all to remember your father. I want you to call in and tell me how cheap your father is. <laughs> tell me how cheap and how frugal your father is. And everybody that was calling in was saying, yeah, my dad's so cheap. You know, when it was time for my birthday present, all he did was do this. I mean, this is what they asked people to call in to do. Tell me how cheap your father is. <laughs> I was like, you got, and let me tell you, this thing, it's certain things that I hear that really, for me, I'm a bit of a different person. Some things penetrate me a little bit deeper than others. So when I hear that, uh, it's those things like really vex me. And so I sat there and I was like, wow, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. And so I always make it my priority. And that's why I thank God being a pastor because I thank God that you get a voice to be able to speak on those things. So I thank God that I, I love to honor the women women, and the, on Mother's Day, but I love to be able to honor the fathers because they are good men out there. <laughs> so my wife is looking at me with this look. Here we go again. No, no, no. Yes, that's yes, right. I, no, I you know it. Here come the advocate. He's such an advocate yes, for I the am. man that he totally dismissed my question. It oh, I'm sorry. But <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm awful. When I see injustice, something has to be done about it. So I'm sorry, I forgot the question. That's terrible. It's terrible. I'm listening. You're listening. Yeah, we that's get like it. That, I just did what a good criminal <laughs> would have did in court. <laughs> Evade the question. So I, I missed the question. What was the question? He's such a defender for fathers. I am. No, I was just talking about um, just the stuff that we see now, and just even want to encourage and empower our. I mean, uh, let me just say this. I so appreciate and love being a Christian. I thank yes. God. For Jesus, I will never dumb down, play down, talk about uh, Christianity as if it's a bad thing. I am so grateful from the day I was saved till now to the day I got conversion and, and met the Lord Jesus Christ and received salvation. 
I love being a Christian. Ditto. I, Amen. I'm excited. I'm elated about it. And everything in life, any journey, just like relationship, just like family, you have your moments of ups and downs. It's like a family. You come into it. Um, you know, you in your family, you got people that, you know, you may have an argument with. They may not like you. Just like the body of Christ, you may go through those things. But I can honestly say nothing has turned me away or I would make me say anything negative about Christianity in that light. I just have to say, you know, again, it's like family, like people. We got to understand there's humanity that have accepted the Lord and Savior yes. and that they have flaws and they may have issues. And just like you and all of us have our flaws and our issues, we may just have it in a different manner. But sometimes we tend to magnify other people's issues and won't look at our own, right? Yeah. And so we got to work out our own yes. salvation. Yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we I gotta see where work that's it going. Out. Yeah. We got to yeah. work out our salvation. No, we really do. We have to learn to work out our salvation. And my prayer is that, the body of Christ will mature because a lot of times, you know, the Lord has just been having me being very strategic lately. So you cannot engage in any negativity. You got to pay attention that, the you know, as always, who is working behind the scene, who is getting you frustrated, who is causing us to be offended, to be hurt, um, to be caught up in all these negative things, negative conversation, and just really focus on Jesus Christ because guess what? Jesus is coming back, you know? And so we have so much stuff happening. We see prophecies coming to pass. We see the scriptures uh, coming alive. Even in Matthew 24, we see a lot of things that are happening according to scriptures. And so we got to really get focused in God. We got to spend time with God. We got to stop allowing the enemy to distract us with petty matters. Amen. And so we really got to zone it like you talked about. I think was not this Sunday because I ministered the Sunday before that. You talking about keeping your eyes on Jesus and not yeah, sinking. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like a lot of you guys out there, y'all trust me when I tell you. That's why the Bible tell you when you're frustrated. He said, if you keep your mind on me, I will keep you in what perfect peace. And so you have to keep your mind on Jesus because the minute you start letting the different things in life around you take your eyes off of Christ and then you start getting frustrated, you start getting irritated, you start getting angry all that stuff, you will begin to sink, amen? And so we don't want you yeah. to sink just like how we don't want to sink. So we have to hold each other accountable. We got to begin to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. We got to stop allowing the distraction to come and the voices in our mind, um, the extra, sometimes the unrealistic expectations that we may have of our brothers and our sisters so we get frustrated. But we got to walk in love and we got to walk in grace and mercy and compassion and just, you know, speak the truth, preach the word of God in season and out of season, but preach the word of God, give people the truth of the word of God and, and don't hold any, you know, anger, or unforgiveness in your heart towards anyone. I posted this little thing on Facebook that said forgiveness isn't approving what happened, it's choosing to rise above it. So even as believer, we got to choose to rise above negativity, we got to choose to rise above offense, we got to choose to rise above all the naysayers, anything that is um, coming into your spirit as negativity. And then we also need to look within ourselves also and begin to work out our own salvation and not get caught up in all these different things. Amen. So, I mean, Prophet, you, you kind of, you see what I'm saying? We just have to focus um, and not, you know, not, you know, be consumed with all the negative stuff. I love being a Christian. Let me say yeah, that. I yeah. love Jesus Christ. I love 
uh, the church. I love the members in the body of church, all the ones that are uh, have matured and ones that are still growing up. I love them all. I feel like we're going through our process in in life, and we're maturing, and we're growing up, and we're 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 becoming uh, the true man and woman of God that God has called us to be. And when we see our brothers and our sisters in a in a bad place, our job is to simply pray for them. Amen. So I just want to encourage somebody out there that anybody even dealing again, and even as you're talking about Father's Day, even dealing with um, unforgiveness or. Any anything in your heart um, that you're holding on, you know, because sometimes our expectation, you know, growing up, I remember I still struggled even as an adult because of what I heard. So even though I didn't really have, I had a physical father present in the house, yeah. but he wasn't really active or interactive or doing things. So, you know, of course you got, you wow. got a father, but, you know, so to me, it never really bothered me because I didn't know what what we consider to be normal mm. relationship between a father and a child, the expectation. And so when I grew up, of course, and definitely when I came to America, you hear about stories, oh, you see movies and you see the father, you know, taking you outside and putting you on that uh, bicycle and, and pushing you down the road and helping you get off your training wheel. So then now my expectation changed and I realized, oh, I didn't have that. So now in my mind, I'm looking for that. I'm looking for now, of course, my father transitioned, but now I'm looking for a spiritual father, somebody that will begin to be that for yeah. me. But you yeah. see how I didn't have an expectation. Mm. And so I think now, even if you realize we talk about this a lot, even why a lot of people get frustrated with God. My expectation for God is for him to love me and that he's given me salvation. I don't. I really wow. don't have any other expectations, so I never get yeah. frustrated with yeah. God. A lot of us get frustrated with God because we have this big expectation, right, like wow. our father. And so we get disappointed mm. when things aren't done That's the good. way we want it yeah. to be done. And so somebody could come in and skew, or if they start planting that seed, and you know, you yeah. should expect God. And God didn't do that. And so that's why a lot of times people fall away from God. Absolutely. And we don't understand yeah. the word of God, that the pressure the most greatest gift he has given us is salvation. He paid a price. He died on the cross for us. He gave up his life for us. And that to me is one of the greatest and the most priceless gift yes. ever. Uh, and for me, that's I'm grateful. My expectation is Christ yeah. is already fulfilled. Yes. Listen, but that was good. What you were saying uh, um, when you were talking about fathers and, and I know this is a good topic because, because of uh, your dad and I know you're open and transparent enough to talk about it. And I think that's something that we typically need to do anyway. When there's an issue, I think it's, uh, I think transparency, I believe transparency is the key uh, yeah. uh, for people's healing and freedom. Sometimes some people go through some things and you'll never know because some won't talk about it. But you said two things that stood out. And I didn't even want to forget, so I jotted it in my phone. But you said um, about your uh, father was present, but it, like, it was like he wasn't there. So, you know, I think many times uh, um, you can have someone who's present but yet absent. You know what I mean? So it's like you, some people think that they're a, a a good parent or a good spouse or a good uh a, 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 a good friend just because they're around. Just because you're around that doesn't mean that you are with somebody. You can be around but not with me. You know what I'm saying? You can work in the same job and just because you work together don't mean that you guys are with each other. And so I'll say this, that many times it's possible to be present but absent. You ever notice yeah. that you can go to church, yeah. you you can you can be present in church, but far absent from the Lord. You can be present in church and don't really want to be there because you're just doing your assignment or doing your task. And it's so easy. It's 
it's possible to be present and absent at the same time. And then you said something else that stood out about uh, 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 ex expectation. Look, I couldn't even get my words together. My goodness. You were saying <laughs> something about expectations. Do you believe that uh, uh, many times we don't have an expectation? Let's just say we were talking in the vein of a father right. because uh, we've never had an example. What if, because I believe that that the only way you're going to have an expectation for something, my daughter will know when it's time for her to, uh, as 12 years old and it's time for her to date one day, which would be like 20 years from now. Amen. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, years, yeah. Yes. But what I'm saying is that is like she's going to have an expectation for her husband because it, now if I was an absentee father or I was just a father who was present but absent, then the thing is she wouldn't have a very good example or she would just always see me around but not in, involved or not active but you create an example so even for your child so even for our children uh when they go off in the world it's certain things that my daughter can expect from her husband or expect from uh, her husband to be a father one day and so when the example is not before you then it's hard to have a expectation of something i always say you're only you can only be what you're exposed to you know yeah. it's like i'll say you know you can't be a very you can be that but and so don't take it out of context but the greatest businessmen they've been connected to great mentors who are businessmen you know millionaires they, they don't just uh, uh, uh they've been around people to help get them to that place and so you get around people and when there's an example you know expectations are set and created in your mind and so i would say even when it comes to fathers i would like to say for those who may have it could be a father or even a mother but i'll just say this i believe many times there is no example so it's like there's no example of a pattern to follow like if i didn't see my dad be faithful for 40 something years like uh since 1974 they've been married and uh you do the math and that's like uh 40 something years and so and I, I saw an example. So, you know, it's like a, I, I know what to do. And so sometimes when you have a, an example before you, there's a blueprint. And so when you have the right example, you know, it, it, it's easier to expect. So all I can do is liken it into this is that you have your daughter. My daughter, when she gets married, she expects her husband to do some things for her. She's going to expect her husband to, to make sure things are done, to make sure she's safe. She's going to expect her husband to call to make sure everything's all right. And so, but if she never had an example, about that then she just gonna just take what she gets that's true and so a lot of times again we set these expectation and then sometime you know we have you know fathers in the home um you know it's just so many dynamics when you when you think about it um you know for those you either have the expectation and those who um had bad example and they decide to not be that right so sometime we we take on uh, the attributes of what we see and we become it and sometimes we made a, a stand or, or you'll see somebody rise up and say I'm never going to be that so one of the things we, mm, we could talk good, about yeah. even with my dad like you're saying present but not really present but um, he was present in the fact of course he struggled with alcohol as I mean so he would come home every night drunk but he was not as far as us the children we weren't you know, necessarily, we got whoopings. We talk about Jamaica. We got serious whoopings. <laughs> we got them too. Remember, my dad was country, uh, country dad. Got, I don't know. Tell me something. I think my, my father whoopings, and I don't know why. I guess maybe when you a kid, 
you really feel like your parent feel like such giants to you. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah they were. <laughs> my, my, look, my dad, listen, my dad, when I was a kid, my they dad. like Goliath. Yeah, Goliath. You see my dad's calves. I mean, you can see every muscle in it. And, and <laughs> he was a country boy, so they built their house. They went hunting for their food. So he was one of those back in the day, one of those men, men, like, uh, grew up like that. So yeah. the beatings that I got, I don't even know if I can say that on air because somebody think, man, put him in a, in a crisis intervention <laughs> program you know really you you know what i'm saying and it was in love they'll be like, with all of our yeah, parents for the child they come yeah. from that school that that school of thought and so you know <laughs> yeah i would get it I, yeah we got it true me and my brother we act up in church all of my father just give us that look he don't say much in church you he know, just give me that look church, it's a wrap Duh. that swallow that lump in the throat <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get home and just quiet and then he wait till you get in the bed then i'm in the bed covers on you know what time it is, boy. <laughs> I can see no, dad doing that. I know what time it is. <laughs> Not Aaron sitting here. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, oh you see God, how my mild mannered my man my, my dad is. Yeah, man of God, mild right. mannered. But let me tell you, they the old school, they didn't play. Yeah. They didn't play. They ain't you ain't gonna be disobedient. If I talk to you, boy, you better say yes, sir. You know, you know, I talk about what a what I did not like though with parenting and i that's one thing i changed i believe in discipline and even spanking but one thing i didn't like is why i why do i have to get a beaten if i didn't do anything wrong because sometimes it's like somebody did something wrong and we all gotta say you know we all got it going. It's called blessed by association. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even your accomplice in this situation. Why am I even uh, being involved in this? Why am I, you know, because I didn't like beating. So I, I tried either. my best to do what's right, you know. And yeah. so I thank God for my grandmother. who I saw a picture with her and Victoria the other day. Just brought bad memories. But she would always try to save me because I was like the really skinny one out of the bunch. Yeah. And so she was like, she would say in her Jamaican boy, you're going to kill her don't kill her she's skinny she's too skinny so she was you know she would what she would do my grandmother every time she knew we were, we were about to get a, a serious whooping and my father had like that big thick leather yep, belt yeah. oh my god mm -hmm. so when you see that thing come out you better pray and it's like we had this mattress i don't know if it was just broken it's like we would bounce up on it and i remember like it's like we were bouncing in the air and he would just swing that bell and it'd be like, sure. And you know, and it's yeah. like, we're going up and it's mm -hmm. like, you think it's you fun. No, you're, get, you're getting a whooping. Yeah. And so I remember my grandmother, she would wrap me up in like a thick blanket like this and like, just wrap yourself up so you won't feel so much pain. <laughs> Listen, I got a story. I well, I have when it comes to that, I got stories. I'm telling you, I, I used to get it. And so um I would say I learned this to just take it stay in place because if you move around if you jump then that belt might go in different places and let me tell you this my before I, I do this my dad is a man of god my dad was a pastor my dad is a good man i learned how to be a faithful man for my dad i learned how to say yes sir i learned how to work i learned how to stay faithful to a job for my dad i learned all those things so before i say this so somebody think whoa was he was an abusive, <laughs> abusive man he was a man of god they were from the old yes, school is, yeah. see i grew up they listen my dad was country uh, my mother they both were from the country but we they when they had us we were city boys so they moved to dc so we was in washington dc but and so now let me say this so they grew up in the country and in the country when i used to go to the country when we used to get beat i don't know if you know about this i don't know how many people still do this but we used to get beat with switches 
and belts. Mm-hmm. And so the switch, let me tell you, it was so bad. And they would, they almost would provoke you to get mad at your brother or sister because like your grandparents and great grandparents would be like, um, go get a switch. Uh, my brother would do something wrong. If I did something wrong, they go tell my brother, go get a switch for your brother. Get a switch. <laughs> and then I come back, man, where you get the biggest switch? Why you get the biggest vine off the tree? You know what I mean? And so it's like, why do y'all tell somebody, you gonna tell my brother or my sister, go get a switch. And then they come back with a big old switch. Like, yeah, I want to see you get deep. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. And my dad, my dad used to, used to beat us. You talk about that big, thick black belt. My dad never had a, a, just a, a nice looking black belt. It was like he had the same leather belt for like 80 years right. because it was always discolored. A black, a big old thick. When I say this belt was so thick, yeah, but it was discolored. Serious. And, and you know how he just like how how Zora will pull out the sword out of his feet. <laughs> my father just pulled that belt off. <laughs> One hand just pulled that belt. I was like, "Oh my goodness, it's about to go down." So and, and so, I remember times where, like, even like a, I remember different ones in the family that would get beat. My brother was the worst. Some of us would be like, they would put uh, sometimes try to trick my dad and put stuff in their pants or in a uh, book in the pants. And I remember one time my dad when he swung and hit one time he swung his hand and he, when he hit he didn't realize i guess how hard he hit because he was like he hurt his hand and when he hurt his hand he was on fire he was on fire but listen those were good days i'm telling you this and i'm saying all that to say i had a good father my father helped and, and let me tell you this some of us needed that i needed that i needed it Ramon said, pause it. Just take it. Take that whooping. <laughs> my, my son is, is sending something saying, pause, just take it. Listen, I did. Listen, listen let, let me tell you. Can I give you a story real quick? <laughs> yes. Let me give you a story. I don't even know about, if you've ever heard this moment. Anyway, so I came, I grew up in a Christian household. So all I, I know Jesus Christ all my life. And so for me to go my, my direction when I was like, you know what? I started just wanting to know the truth about the Lord. So I started studying every religion. And so I, I needed answers. And so, but I grew up in, in a church. But let me tell you, so grew up in this Christian household with parents that beat you. But there's a story <laughs> that hung over my head for years. And the two, th- well, I got a ton of stories, but I got to go. These, these, beating, these beating stories, is, it's not a game, man. And so let me tell you this. So there was a story where, okay, I'm going to see which one I want to tell first. I'm going to tell both of them today, maybe at another time. But anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, first one, okay, I got a, a, a beating. I'm wondering if I need to tell that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell that. Okay, fine, because I know people are going to laugh at this. Anyway, so, you know, we grew up poor. So, you know, we was in D.C., we grew up poor. And so for us, we had to, we couldn't just go in the fridge for kids. We couldn't just go in the fridge and just grab, uh, uh, just drink uh, 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 milk. You couldn't do that. You had to ask for the drink milk. Uh, Mom and Dad, can I have some milk? Right. Uh, um, uh, yeah. You had to ask for certain things. You can't just, just you, go in you and can't just, just go in and eat a eat a, a, a donut just because. You just can't do that. <laughs> it's not this day and time. You just can't do that. It's like, you know, it's like you just got to take time with the food. So right. my mother made, and you know, I don't even eat pork. We know that. But the thing is, so back then we used to eat a lot of pork. And so uh, my mother made all these pork chops, right? She made all these pork chops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember the pork chop story. Look, oh, look, no. it's, so, look, it's a plate of pork chops, right? And 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 for whatever reason, everybody's sleeping and taking a nap. Oh, and, and so my mother had these pork chops made in the daytime or in the evening. And so I'm the only one up. 
And I go in the kitchen. I'm not thinking nothing of it, but I know how we roll. My family rolls it. So I just say, I'm going to get a pork chop. It's not dinner time yet, so I ate a pork chop. And so I was like, that's big. That's major. So I ate one. I was like, oh, my goodness. I was like, mom, mom, put her foot in this today. <laughs> so, look, I, I go ahead. And, you know, being a kid, after I ate, I was like, oh, man, I, I didn't ask. I know it's not dinner time. So being a kid, I didn't just throw the bone away. I pick up the pile of pork chops on the plate, put the bone at the bottom of the plate, and go and eat another pork chop. And then I eat another one. And when I was eating them, then I would put the bones up under the bottom of the plate. And so what all I know, world? yes, all I know is like 30 minutes later, I could hear, I could just hear my mother yelling, who did this? Who did it? So what's the point of leaving the bone? I, I was a, Listen, I was young. I was you young. You trying to see if it looks stacked still. Yeah, I, I don't know. Going. It could be. I don't really know. But that's what I did. I didn't throw the bones away. I knew I, I, knew I was going to get in trouble or somebody would get in trouble for eating those pork chops without asking and it's not dinner. And so I could hear my mother, who ate these pork chops? It's not dinner. And uh, yada, yada. And she was on fire. And so I was so shook. I didn't answer and everybody's like it wasn't me it wasn't me it wasn't me you know it's all it's five of us so it was like it wasn't me 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 so I was the I was the loudest one I was like, it wasn't me y'all whoever did it just tell the truth <laughs> you can ask any of my brothers and sisters they'll tell you this. look y'all whoever did it just tell the truth God don't like liars <laughs> so they didn't know you did no, it no, 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 oh no. my god no. <laughs> listen, listen. I, when I say I hammed it up, I said, yeah. "Yo, yo, just tell the truth. Somebody just tell the truth. God don't like this." And so my mother was so hot, and my mother said, "Okay, okay." She said, "I'll be back." And my mother leaves out the room, and goes in the back room, and she's back there for like fifteen minutes, and she just goes to pray. She goes to pray. <laughs> <laughs> she she goes to mother. pray. She comes outside and say, "Everybody, line up." line up it was like everybody line up side by side like 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 in the military and you just stand in front everybody face me and my mother stood in front of us and, and we all lined up and i'm just like I'm, I'm i'm like inside of myself i'm like oh my goodness what's going on so then my mother i'm on the end of the line and my mother she starts on the other end of the line so it's five of us lined up she starts on the end of the line she says and, and so she's facing us while all five of us are standing side by side by side <coughs> so my mother says Everybody, open your mouth. <laughs> and, and she goes and sniffs the first person's breath. And then she goes, to, she's like, she left uh, uh, my sister, goes to uh, uh, my other sister, sniffs her breath, leaves, and then goes to my brother, sniffs his breath, leaves, then goes to my <laughs> other sister, sniffs her breath. And it went through all five. Then I just happened to be on the end. She sniffs my breath. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> it got quiet in there. <laughs> Uh, I, oh my goodness Look, it got quiet in there oh right oh my god and so listen I know you wanted to pee on yourself yes and so you know my mother's beatings wouldn't they didn't matter to me because they didn't hurt it was right. almost like a tickle so her it was, I wasn't even concerned about it so she didn't even bother to beat me this time right. she said she said okay I'm gonna tell your father I was like oh god <laughs> oh god and so next thing you know look so she said I'm gonna tell your dad and so she made me go wait I was in the room for hours until that night I'm in the bed thinking that it was going to be forgotten and gone. Nope. What happens? I get uh, my dad get home, of course, and all my all my brothers and sisters are, are in the next room. We lived in a small house. It was seven of us in a uh, in a two-bedroom small ranch. So and me and my brother, we slept in the dining room. So basically, my, my everybody in the family was waiting in the dining room, and they could hear the beating that I was getting in the next room over. <laughs> it was bad. And so listen, then the worst part, then the beating was, was they said, now you're going to go out there 
and confess to your brothers and tell them what you did and apologize to them. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. Because I know my family, they're they, they going to giggle the laughing. Giggles, they got yeah. the, you know they got the giggles. <laughs> so, so then I had to walk out the door. So as soon as I opened the door after this big beat, they could hear everything. As soon as I opened the door and I, my head is down, as soon as I look up, all of them look at me and go, <laughs> and look, they just laughing. And so, laughing look, I, for me, and I had to apologize. Said, I'm sorry, I was wrong, I lied. And the whole time they laughing. So from that day for like a couple of years, they would call me Pork Chop Boy <laughs> for like two years. Like two years, I used to get so angry, it was terrible. So oh yeah, I, yeah, I don't even know what made me go to that story. But yeah, everybody gonna be calling you Pork Chop yeah, Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, I'm transparent. That's good. You've been delivered and set free yeah, you from, see? All, from all that stuff. Mm. My God, yeah. I, I don't know if I had any of those stories. I'm always having stories of my older brothers, you know, stealing food off of my plate, which mm. used to drive me up the walls. Like, man, mm. just can't never get a break. So these are the things happening in families when you yeah. grow up. I'm sure you have your own stories. Uh, but the other thing I, I just wanted to say for anybody out there, you know, that did not have or what we consider to be, I guess, a great father or example or your father may be absent or you just didn't have a father. We want to remind you again that you have a heavenly father and his name is Jesus Christ. And even uh, for, you know, myself, one, one of the beautiful thing I can tell anybody, and we're just talking about even as we're just uh, talking today, I think we're just going to keep plugging <laughs> in our uh, forgiveness, you know. And so, yes. um, again, because my expectation, like I'm not I've never been like had any hatred, angry, unforgiveness, bitterness in my heart. Um, I don't know if God just made me that way, but I feel like it was just something even just being about around my grandmother how she just exude love and forgiveness and she just being around her watching her life I just saw that and she instilled that in me so I never um you know even at his funeral I wasn't angry I, I heard so many people being angry at him um even at the funeral wow man it's crazy like people um, behind me talking about my dad at his old funeral it's crazy oh but wow. um it, it, I never um was offended or upset with him or anyone I thought it was hilarious that you know he's dead and gone and we're still angry and that's what happened with a lot Jeez. of people people are uh, they're dead and gone yeah. and you're still bitter you're still yeah. angry and it's really not good for you and you're holding on to all this animosity and unforgiveness in your heart yeah um you got to let it go and you got to allow God to come in you know and I like always love that song that Kevin and LeVar sing about a heart, a heart that, heart, that yeah, forgive. And sometime when you're going through, sometime maybe just play a song or read the scriptures again in the word of God that teaches you and help you to help with the unforgiveness in your heart because, um, you know, Jesus Christ said, if you don't forgive, you know, that he won't forgive you. And so we got to learn to walk in forgiveness. It doesn't matter the act or whatever. Um, it's not, you know, you saying that it wasn't wrong, but it's for you to move on for us to mature and grow in the things of God. So we just want to encourage anybody out there that, you know, this Father's Day is coming up, whether your father has transitioned as another people, like yeah. some people were close um, yes. with their father or, you know, and their, you know, you see this every holiday, you know, that people really do go through some serious, um, you know, moments of sadness and depression and i just pray that you know that something can be turned around um as we get in the word of god as we get into prayer as we get into a place of worship or get around the right people um and it's okay 
if your dad isn't around to celebrate somebody else, celebrate another dad, pour into another dad, go see into another dad, wish another dad happy Father's Day. And I really feel like even in those moments, that's a plan, a plan of the enemy to bring about sadness and depression. Yeah. And it, it really breaks my heart yeah. when I see the people of God were in this place of just, man, getting the, the doubt just really just really sad you know and i know we we have emotions and we understand Absolutely. it and i'm not taking away from anybody that um you know are dealing with any emotional trauma or anything like that but all i can say you can rise above it that's that's what i'm saying you can Absolutely. apply the word of god in any difficult situation in life whether you lost your mother your father your grandmother any tragedy in life you can rise above it so i just want to encourage people to make a conscious decision to rise above it and to not allow this thing to keep you depressed, to keep you sad and keep you in a place of just really, um, you know, because when, when, this, when, this, when the spirit of heaviness hits you, yeah. it can push people sometime in a dark place. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It really can. Yeah. And so we got to pay attention. So if you know anyone out there that did this father's day that they were really close with their dad and they may be going through or those that wish they had a dad, whatever. I'm talking about the negative effects of father's day. Um, reach yeah. out to them, you yeah. know, encourage them in the yeah. things of the Lord. Uh, maybe go take them out, hang yeah. out, tell them to come around or whatever. But don't. Hopefully, they won't isolate themselves away from yeah. things and and try to get them to see a different perspective. Yeah, and, and uh, you were saying something about mourning, and I think it's in. Uh, I think it's paramount to uh, to note and to let people know there is a healthy way to mourn. You know, it, it, mourning is normal and is natural. But even it can be it can be unhealthy the way some of us mourn if it's to the extreme. Yeah. If it's still like uh, one year, two years, 10 years, 15, 20, 30, 50, 70 years and you mourn the same way off of a loss for many years ago. I think it's uh, something worth talking about. Yeah. I think we mentioned it yeah. before, but it's something worth talking about. Yeah, that is. I true. wanted to say this. Listen, if you were close to your father and your father's gone, the best thing you can do is carry on the legacy yeah anybody that you truly believe in and, and they made a great impact on your life it doesn't even have to be a blood father it can be a, a father figure as a mentor you carry on their legacy for those of you that may not have uh ever had a, a um ever had a, a father a blood father or even an adopted father but you found a mentor who has been a father to you carry on his legacy and so i'll say this is that it's normal to mourn when Elisha saw his father or his spiritual father, Elijah, die, uh, not die, but be taken up. Yeah. He cried. cried it, said, yeah. he, it said, Elisha cried and said, my father, my father, yeah. father, the a horse and the chariot, and, and it's come taking him away. And he cried. And it was his father. It was who he, he believed in. It was who he followed. When all the other sons of the prophets, uh, um, they, they knew that uh, uh, Elijah was going to be taken away. They said, you know, when they were going to Bethel, uh, Elijah said to Elisha, I'm going to Bethel. Stay here. Elijah said, nope, nope, I'm going with you to Bethel. Then he goes to Jericho and says, I'm going to Jericho, stay here. He said, nope, I'm going with you to Jericho. Then Elijah says, I'm going to Jordan. And then Elijah said, he says, stay here. And uh, Elijah says, nope, I'm going with right. you to Jordan. I'm yeah. going with you to Bethel, Jericho, and Jordan. Mm -hmm. And on the first trip, Bethel, Jericho, and, and all the trips, he would run into sons of the prophets going to Bethel, saying, you know, Elijah's going to be taken away. Wow. Yes, I know. Hold your peace. <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, now we're going to Jericho. You know, another sons of the prophets were saying, you know, uh, uh, your master's going to be taken away. And he was like, yes, I know. Hold your peace. Then the third time going to, to Jordan, there was like 50 of the sons of prophets. They watched from a distance and watched him and Elisha and Elijah go and saw the thing take place. But they didn't stay close. They weren't as close to Elijah as Elisha was. What separated Elisha from uh, uh, the rest of the sons of the prophets? 
Elisha stayed close. Yeah. And so when his master was taken, his father was taken away, his spiritual father was taken away, he cried, but he carried on his legacy. That's good. That's because what I was you know what? Say. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you was going to finish it up. You no, know no, where no, I was going to That's yeah. good. Don't keep going. Yes, I was going to so, say that. It's a normal thing. You cry. His, his, his love for his master, for his spiritual father, meant more to him than the mantle because he would have been, he wouldn't have said, My father, my father. He would say, Elijah, the mantle, the mantle, the mantle. Wow. He didn't say that. Yeah. Wow. He said, My father, my father. And then the mantle was released because wow. he stayed close and he carried on Elijah's legacy. Wow. Isn't it's, that beautiful? It's beautiful. Yeah. So if you found a father, Elijah was not Elisha's blood father. But the thing is, if you find that godly mentor, you find that uh, 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 that one that served as a guardian, that mother or that father, honor them, carry their legacy on. There are some people, some fathers who are, are, are not blood fathers, but there are some men that have not been able to have children. But yet they pour into people. They've been a coach, been a life coach, been a mentor all their life. They've been a father to wow. some people who have never had a father. Yeah. Because that man, had, his seed is infertile and he can't produce. You can still carry on his legacy. Wow. And as you were talking, Prophet, wow, this is, you know, we always get stirred up by the spirit. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I actually went in a nice, a good direction. I was like, okay, that went in a good direction. No, 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 but it was good because when you were talking about that, I, I saw so many things. And one of the things before I mm -hmm. forget is, um, as you can tell, a lot of us, and, I, and I'll say this because I think I mentioned this the other day in intercessory class, was um, the Holy Spirit had me go on a three-day fast and I didn't know necessarily what it was for, but I, uh, he was preparing me because my father was getting ready to transition. Yeah, and wow. so a lot of time there are warnings sometimes if you especially if you're a Christian, you're a believer, you're in the spirit. You know, God sometimes give you dreams and vision and kind of trying to prepare you kind of like he's trying to prepare us now. But yeah. we don't want to yeah. hear the, come on, come the on, signs wow. that the Lord mm. is trying to prepare us Jesus. and tell us, you know, something else is coming up the yeah, pipe. Y'all yeah. get ready, get yeah, ready. We don't want to hear it. And so, you know, because even you think about it. Elisha necessarily did not want to hear because remember all the other company kept saying you know your father going to be taken yeah, from you yeah. and so they, he, he was hearing it but he didn't want to hear it right yeah, and so yeah. that's what that's what happened to us a lot of times because he that, kept saying I know hold your peace yes hold your peace and so we get frustrated um, we don't want to hear the truth of the matter but God is my, always my. trying to prepare us yes. so that we can be ready for that transition Absolutely. and how we handle the transition you know we'll see how our progress is and so you talk about the mantle like he, you know there of course he cried his father's father but he didn't stay in that place of mourning he continued the legacy and I think that's the problem that that's we have good. a problem is continuing the legacy and not letting the death the death is a it's a it's a beautiful switch off amen you're supposed to take off running I'm handing you the baton now son yeah you go on, you can good. you finish the race that that's I started yeah. amen and so that's what happened mm, our fathers mm, and, and those on, both our on. spiritual and natural they handing mm. off the baton and they say finish the race that I started or finish what I did not complete mm. Take, keep going until we finish the legacy continue doing you see what I done you can do greater alright so that's what happened a lot of times we take our, our, our God is preparing us he's warning us and that's for a lot of people that sometimes God give us dreams and give us insight um, to our parents and they may be getting ready to transition but we don't want to hear it and yeah. just like God yeah, is always good. I feel yeah. like the Bible says he does 
does nothing in the earth unless he first revealed it to the prophets his servant and God revealed things to us in our dreams Amen. and our vision Amen. and through the voices of different men and women of God but sometimes we don't like hearing the hard thing and so even as we're speaking now I feel like the spirit of the living God is still speaking to the body of Christ and still telling us to prepare but again we don't want to hear it and we're not receiving it so when it happened when you it's one thing when you're prepared for something, then when something really hits you unexpectedly, um, then it kind of throw you off in a different Absolutely. direction. And so God is trying to say to us, prepare, prepare. Um, don't, don't like you were talking about this morning, even with the riches, don't get, don't get caught up on these stuff. Get back in my word of God. Um, these things are good things, but don't get so caught up on it because yeah. those riches and things, it won't last. And so what really lasts, you need to store up heavenly treasures. We need to be spiritually ready. Absolutely as a body of Christ and this is what your heavenly father is saying right yeah, we've yeah. done with our natural our heavenly father is telling the body of Christ to prepare you know to prepare the body prepare the church prepare the people how are we truly uh, preparing people do we really prepare our family to handle death do we prepare our wow. family to handle tragedy do we prepare the body of Christ to, to um, persecution to persecution and martyrdom are we really mm. prepared are wow. we having these conversation uh, that God forbid because um, the Bible talks about it and these things shall happen. You yeah. don't know the timing, but are we really prepared that if somebody come to not take the mark of the beast, are we really prepared for all these things? Are we having these conversations even with our children? We have to prepare people of God. We can't ignore the signs and we can't ignore the word of God. Absolutely. Absolutely. You said something that was key when you said uh, 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 Elisha didn't, he didn't, when you were saying that he mourned and how people mourn. And I wanted to say this is that, you know, Elisha, he, he cried, but he immediately took up the mantle. So it shows that he didn't stay in that place of mourning too long. When you said that, that's, that stood out because, um, yeah, he, he grabbed the mantle. He initially cried, my father, my father, he's, you're gone. He's gone. And then when the mantle fell, he picked up the mantle after the tears and immediately said, Boom! Where's the God of my father Elisha? Wow. And so and he, uh, Elijah and he began to carry on the legacy from that mm. moment on. He didn't stay in a stupor. He didn't stay in a defeated place. He didn't stay in, in, in pain. He immediately took over. Wow! Took over and so yeah. and you was talking. That's what stood out when he took the mantle. It was symbolic of him passing the baton, passing taking the baton. the baton. Yeah, and that's it's, it's and we keep going back to this. It deals with legacy. You carrying on, passing on. When our time is gone, listen. Not just our children, but even other uh, uh, other uh, spiritual children will carry on the baton. Yes. They'll run with it. And, yes. so, and we're talking about fathers. And so let me say this. Even you can see that in the life and a relationship of Moses and Joshua. Remember when the Lord told Moses, Moses, you go to the mountain. Nobody else can go. Mm. But the Lord allowed a Joshua. Yes. The one that, that, that the one that the mantle was going to fall on, the one that the baton was going to go to. Yes. He allowed Joshua not to go to the top of the mountain, but he went went uh, halfway to the, up yeah. the mountain. And so you see then after Moses left, just like Elijah left. Guess what? Now the Lord speaks to Joshua and telling him, you're the one. Mm. You're the one you're going to carry on because, see, when you're allowed to follow close, when you're allowed to follow close to your to the one that you love, to your spiritual mentor, to your spiritual father, to your spiritual mother. When you walk close, you get what they have. Yeah. You get what they have. And 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 Joshua is known as like a as like a strategic military commander. Mm -hmm. uh, but the truth is, is that 
it was nothing in him because God gave him supernatural victories. Yeah. That's the thing. It wasn't even that it was all in his uh, skill and gift. He gave him supernatural victories. And so the thing is that, but he carried the baton yes. and took on. And so once he took the baton, that's legacy. Yes. And so that's, you see, you see that with sonship. And so we don't typically talk about this. And when I say sonship, that's, um, that, that's all, that's all inclusive of uh, women and men. Um, it's all about sonship yes. and, 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 uh, and serving and being in a place of relationship. Cause I always say this godly relationships are tested. If you look in the life of Abraham and his nephew, Lot, Lot was like a son to Abraham because Abraham's brother died and he carried Lot. He carried Lot with him. Lot ended up becoming blessed just like Abraham, but yet all godly relationships are tested. And so sometimes you can start getting full. I'm gifted too. I'm blessed too. I got cattle too. I got, I got servants too. And so guess what? And then it's like, next thing you know, it's like bickering going on between uh, you and your master or you and your leader, you and your, uh, your pastor. It's like, I'm gifted too. I can preach too. And so you saw that with a lot is that his people begin to quarrel with Abraham's people. And so they're supposed to be one because they're family, wow. but they begin to quarrel. And then next thing you know, there was a separation that didn't have to take place, but godly relationships are tested. That was a sonship relationship. That was a son relationship. He saw Lot as his son. If he was blessed, if Abraham was blessed, now Lot is blessed because he took him on as a son. And so guess what? Sometimes when you abandon relationship too early, you find yourself in a bit of trouble and that you can't free yourself out of. And so Lot found himself in trouble. He found himself captive to some mm. things. He became a captive, couldn't get free, but then it was his a higher ranking, a higher uh, spiritual place. Abraham was a man of God. It was his father. And so guess what? And even still, a good father, just like you hear about the shepherd, goes after the one sheep that's yes. lost. Lot had already disconnected himself from Abraham. But Abraham, like a good father, went after his, his son or his nephew, if you will. I call him his son because he took on that role. But he went after his nephew with trained servants, with trained servants, a few in number mm. and went and got his nephew out of captivity. Wow. Wow. Godly relationship. See, when you, when, if it is sonship, you when you stay in, yeah, you have to value it. And when you stay in it, stay in sonship uh, in that relationship. God offers protection. There's protection there. There's spiritual covering. There's protection. Wow. Yeah. No, that's again, you, you know, we gotta, and I think again, you talk about just being close and, and the reason why I feel like even when you were talking about that, I feel like, when um since my grandmother passed away i don't mourn i don't cry as a matter of fact i just realized her birthday you know past may 31st or whatever but what i know i've done because i've been with her so close i was like her pocketbook i was everywhere with her um you wow. know did everything so i saw the love she had i saw the compassion she had for people i saw her servanthood i saw her call on the name of jesus every day i saw her praying i saw everything and so when she died of course i cried but i kept going i kept carrying on the legacy and that's why you see how much i'm trying my best to walk out the love walk because she was a demonstration to me of what true love with the agape yeah, love yeah. of jesus christ is and so i saw that in her so i stood close to her so in in the way i celebrate her life is not going to the gravesite it's not staying in a place of depression and sadness is to carry on the legacy is to take that baton and begin to do what she did and begin to help people and begin to love people and, and to begin to be like christ in the earth to, yes. to the people we come across yes that's good and and it, it's important for us to know because we're talking about the mourning thing as well but the bible says psalms uh 1 15 says precious in the sight of the lord is the death of his saints and so knowing that 
we all have a, a certain duration of time on this earth, but knowing that God longs for us to come back home. Yeah. He longs for that. So he's excited. Listen, yeah. we're we're mourning, but he is excited. He's excited. Do we ever think about it sometimes? Do we ever wonder if this is what I always want people to expand expand their horizons? Just think about this. Have you ever thought about this? That maybe God sometimes cries because he says, I, I just I want to bring them home. I want to bring them home. I want to bring them home. And wow. sometimes sometimes we're maybe praying. They want to go. Sometimes we're praying for people on their sick beds. And it's like, and sometimes we need to know the will of God. Because sometimes That's we good. can be praying and praying and praying and praying, but God is saying, You guys are praying against my will. Yes. I want to bring her home. I want to bring him home. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of my child going through the pain. And so even with that, and so and even um um I want to say this scripture, second Peter three, eight says, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the lord as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day when somebody transitions and goes off to heaven let me say this they listen they long over this place long over as much as they can love us love their families listen when you go to heaven you don't want to come back you don't want to come back man and, and and let me just say this is that is that we are lent here for a season we are in here for a season. It's our, it's, our, it's our objective to make it back home. It's, it's, you ever see those movies where you got to make it back to the mothership? You got to make it back to the mothership. That's the whole goal in mind. It's like the people came from another planet, and and, uh, and now it's like uh, they're, they're waiting on the mothership to come back, and they've been on the planet for 25 years, but they're just constantly looking for the mothership. We got to make it back to the mothership. That's the end goal. And so because they just want to get back to their planet. You listen, the end goal for us is to get to heaven. To get back to heaven. And so, listen, we are only lent here for a short duration of time. And while we're here, we have to make it count. We have to make it count. This world is not our home. It's not our home. And I always say this. We get so caught up in the things of the world, in the materialistic things of the world, and on these jobs, on making money. And we, we, we lose sight and lose focus of what we're sent here to do. And we're sent here to advance the kingdom, to execute the kingdom of heaven here on earth. And then when it's done, when our job, only when our, our purpose is fulfilled and our job is done, then it's time for us to go home. But the Lord rejoices when we go home. You know, it's us that's sad and it's normal because it's a normal, normal human emotion. But the Lord is rejoicing to bring somebody home like your grandmother. I know you. That's the one person I know. I know you love your mom and everybody, but. I know your grandma was really dear to your heart. She was really dear to your heart. And I, I remember that's when I kind of came into your life around that time when uh, yeah. when, your, when your mom transitioned, grandma uh, transitioned. And so, listen, people make a, a major impact on our lives. And when they're gone, you know, we can't bring them back. When they're gone off to heaven, why do we want to bring them back? And I will say this to somebody. Sometimes let's make sure we're praying in the will of God. There are people that God will heal. But I, I'll give you an example. I, and my wife was with me that day. Uh, remember, you got to meet my grandfather one time. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And so my grandfather got really sick. And, uh, you know, um, he had, had cancer. And everybody was praying. Everybody was praying. And I'll never forget when we left out of my grandfather's house, my wife got to meet my grandfather, who I love dearly. And so when we left out of there, left New Jersey, and we got in the car, I'll never forget, immediately in the car, uh, it was like a Saturday. Immediately when we got in the car, I just, uh, I was kind of overwhelmed. I just said, babe, can you drive? And I sat in the passenger side, and immediately I had a vision, a very strong vision. I saw my grandfather. He looked like he was young again. Like, like he looked like he might have been about 30 years old. Wow. Remember, 
yeah. when I told yeah, you in the car, he did. and he had, his hair was jet black, jet black, shiny black. There was no scar or blemish on his face. And I saw him in an all white robe with a with a mantle wrapped around his neck, like a prayer shawl wrapped mm -hmm. around his neck. And in this vision, he put his right hand on my shoulder and and put his left hand on my wife's shoulder and pulled us together. And he closed his eyes and dipped his head. And the Lord spoke to me and let me know to stop praying that he was going to die in two days. And this was Saturday. And by that, I told my wife right after that, I said, I saw him leaving. I said, I saw him leaving. He's going to go in a couple of days. And so then I, in spite of all the prayers, I remember I just told my family, I said, listen, it's, uh, it's no need to keep praying. No need to keep praying. He's going to transition in a couple of days. And I remember that Monday he transitioned, but there, I, I didn't even cry. Mm -hmm. I didn't even cry. When I got in the car after leaving for my grandfather, I was like, emotional yeah but after the vision when he passed on monday i did not cry but matter of fact to tell you the truth i smiled i was like i know he's in heaven because yeah. the lord spoke to me the lord told me yeah. he's in heaven and the lord said that he would die in two days and he went on and transitioned and so even at his funeral believe it or not it was i could not cry I couldn't cry because I was like, you know what? That man's not in that body. Yeah. He's not, he's, he's not in that body. Yeah. You know, while everybody is weeping and crying and some kissing the dead corpse, man, my grandfather's not in that casket. He's not there. He's in his new home. Yes. He's yeah. in his new home. And so I'm telling you, it's like he, he, he's better than he's ever been. Better than he's ever been. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you have to know that and have to believe that. Yeah, and for a lot a lot of people out there, if you're if you know that, you know, your family or a loved one lived a life that, you know, you know that, you know, based on what you know, what you've seen or what the Spirit, Holy Spirit have shown you, that they've made it into eternity, that they're in a wonderful place. That so you have to ask your you have to ask yourself a question. God would not have it for you to be mourning like that continually because the Bible says there's, of course, time and a season for everything. But if it's just been continually years after years after years and you're mourning and it's tormenting you and you're depressed and you're sad, you got to understand that that's not God. Absolutely. That is not that's the enemy trying to get you into that place because we should be rejoicing. We should be excited. We should be able to testify like man of their life and what they've gone through yes. and celebrate them in that manner and do something that they would have loved Absolutely. for you to do or, you know, whatever they may have been involved in. You know, you can continue the legacy in that manner. But to be in a place of sadness and depression, you can't tell me that's God. That's that's not God at all. It is. It is that's not God. And God doesn't expect us to uh, handle it like that. And yeah. so I, I would say, look, look, read, read the story of Elijah and Elisha from a different angle. Yeah. And, and don't just look at it because typically when we hear that story, we only look at it from the angle of receiving the mantle, the double portion. You know, look at, <laughs> really? look at, yeah, it's you know, preacher voice yeah, that, that, the no, that's not, portion. that's the, uh, that's that, that's that, you know, that old school uh, preacher voice. Yeah. Project voice. How you do that? No, 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 hey, don't no. do that again. You know, don't yeah. do that again. Yeah. <laughs> You're not that about terrible. to clown me yeah. already again. <laughs> yeah, but listen, no, I, I would, I would, I would, I would uh, make the case and suggest to everybody to read that story from a different angle. You know, don't just read the Bible and and we've seen stories down through the years since kids. But look at that story of Elijah and Elisha a different way. When you read it, I want you to focus on even how we mourn. And it says that he cried. He cried out, my father, my father. Mm -hmm. But right after that, he took up that mantle and he said, where's the God of my father, Elijah? Yes. And he immediately just went and started doing what Elijah did. Wow. And so the thing is, is that, you know, we don't have to, to the extreme mourn. If we take rest and joy in knowing that, you know, a day with the Lord is a thousand years. You know what I'm saying? It's like a, if we just take rest in knowing that God is rejoicing and is happy for us to make it home. 
if we just take uh, joy in knowing that, I think we can even handle the uh, mourning process. We might even handle that a little bit differently. Like I know that I don't even want to say that, but the day that my parents are to go, I, I know where they're going. I know where they're going. I now I'll cry. And if it's your mom, I'll cry. That's the normal yeah, human emotion. But you yeah. know what? I'm I'm not gonna be like assaulted in my sleep, not being able to sleep because of that. Because you know why? I know that they are safe. They're Amen. safe. And because I know that they're safe, listen, I, I can rejoice. I can rejoice just knowing that they're safe. So I tell you, God knows. It's 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 a blessing to have people that went before you that make it into heaven. Yeah. I'm wow. I'm I'm about to ask you a question. Why do you have that smirk on your face, that smile like you just want to <laughs> giggle or something? What's that 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 thing looks sneaky right there? <laughs> no, because I I'm cracking up, you know, because I'm you know when you're when you're <laughs> when you're doing stuff, of course you're, you're on the radio, and I'm cracking up because I'm about to put profit out there, y'all. Oh so God, what we going now? What, what we always, doing now? Always putting me on the cardboard and the all this other stuff, and even myself, I'm sitting. I'm not even going. Let me do. This. This before I did, I said, when we're, you know, it's a good thing we're not on Facebook Live this morning. This prophet is wrapped up in his big old blanket <laughs> like a snowman. Like, what is going listen, on with you? Like, like, it's cold out here. It, it so, is. Yeah, it is. Like, I can just go live look, for a moment. Yeah. This is something you can see wrapped up in his big old blanket. Yeah, I look like one of them old disciples. Yeah. I was wrapped up. Yeah, I did. Like, I was a shepherd walking like, through the what's wilderness. What's going on? <laughs> Oh, Who's underneath okay. that? that Who's good. there? Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm sitting there looking at you. You don't like, want to go there. <laughs> you don't want to go there. I don't. Leave me alone. Stay, <laughs> stay over there. <laughs> you don't want to go stay there. On, stay over there, sir. Y'all want me to go there? No. Again, you don't want to go. No. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's a good day. It's it's a blessed day. I, I'm praying to God that y'all are blessed because the day is a good day. It's an acceptable day. It's a wonderful day. As always, I always say it's the day that the Lord has made. And I want you to rejoice in it. Rejoice in it. Re say that again. Rejoice in it. You're looking at me with that look again. My God. <laughs> I, I tell you, sometimes when I look to when I look to the side for my wonderful, beautiful hey, wife hey. for uh, for that, <laughs> I just look to you to say, go ahead and take, take it on. And you just look up at me, huh? I'm like, my God. If you guys could see what takes place here, it's okay. But listen. It's a beautiful day. It's a holy day. It's an acceptable day. Listen, man, all day Jesus, every day Jesus Christ. That's what we're here to do. Celebrate our Jesus Christ. We celebrate him. We love our Lord. We love God. We love him. We love him. Yes, we do. I, I'm going to clown you after this break. That listen, you're doing. This is a good you clown. You is a bama it's right a now. I'll so, tell you. Minister Lomina, get ready because you are part of this clowning too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to hear where she going to go. I don't know what she's going to say, but I know oh. one thing. If she gets started up with me, I'm about to fire her up up in here because I got some, I got some, I got something more her right now. So <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to see where she go. I'm sparing her. I'm trying to be a Christian, a good Christian, be trying a good to leave Christian. her alone. But I tell you what, I'm going to see where she's going to go. If she go the wrong direction, I'm going to fire her up I'm coming, in just a I'm second. I'm coming for Minister Lovina and you. All right, you can Terrible. go for Minister Lovina. It's okay. Both of y'all. <laughs> Terrible. Listen, we'll be right back, y'all. Y'all be blessed. All day, Jesus. All day, Jesus.
you start back out with a laugh. Come on, what's that all about? Hey, because this is the perfect timing for me to come for you and uh, uh, Minister Lamina. Is that what the young people say? I, come for her. Come for me. I don't know if that's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I want to hear where you're going to go with it. You, you know where I feel like, you know, I hope Minister Lamina, I hope you listening out there, but I'm really going to come for you and Prophet this morning. But, I, you know, I feel like, you know, this morning, as soon as he transitioned, and so our little break here, I said, man, we sound, this radio station starting to sound like the praise team. If I hear that song one more time, I said, can you mix it up a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> That's my coming for y'all this morning. I said, yeah, we know the routine. We know the pattern. Come on, keep the life praise team. Miss Levita say, ouch. I love you though. I love you, but I felt like your spirit must have jumped off on Prophet. I said he played. I said, "Come on, Prophet, let's put in some uh some some new mix in here." You know, the same the same thing, the same thing. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! That, that, my God! Oh, my, my God! God. Look at you! Look at you. somebody! Somebody! I, somebody's in rare form over I'm here. I'm in rare form. I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying, don't be so predictable. If we get some, <laughs> I'm messing with y'all. I'm messing with y'all. I hope y'all don't be mad. Don't be offended. Like we talk about the spirit of offense. <laughs> and I can clown on myself. I'm, well, you know, every time you preach a message, you always get tested with it, right? Because even in intercessory class yesterday, I'm praying and I'm speaking about. Now, I, now I'm about to put myself out there. That wasn't. And it's funny though. I wasn't. I wasn't offended. I came home and I told you about it. And I don't know if I put put myself out there. Uh, I don't know about that one. I'm thinking about it. You know what I'm Do talking it. about last no, night. Uh, I don't know. But I came and told you what somebody told me at church after church, and I and no, I no, didn't no. get offended. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> don't say that one. Uh, that's funny. But no. But sometimes. It's 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 funny. It's true. Hopefully, I know Minister Lamina ain't offended by me. She's she's a soldier. She know I love her. And Prophet is Prophet like he's, he cracking up because now you in the same boat. I'm joining on you the same thing. <laughs> Terrible. Come on, hit some put some new flavor in listen, there. Listen, listen. We can put some. <laughs> if, 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 if this wonderful woman, I'm on not my even right, say that. Look, if somebody if, else. Wait, wait, I got I got one for you. If you can ever show up on time, you can throw some music on in here. You can throw that music on. But we know right before we hit the live button, she it's might not, be, she might not even look, be in. She might, not even, put them out there, she might not even be in the booth. I, I'll be going live, and it's like, where, where is where is she at? Where is she at? Look, everybody does. Sister Monica laughing, and even Sister Paula, she said the song "Bless" was one. Yeah, that was everybody say "Bless." Oh my God! And Londell doing the little Londale, spin in the circle would do that and the backflip every Sunday. If he yeah, could. <laughs> everybody, that's a staple moment for Londell. Then he does Jason a little. Used to say the same thing. He does. Oh, Jason. He said, "Yeah, blessed." He said, "Y'all." He said, "You all done that one too many times." Too many times. Look, everybody should be blessed. The amount of time y'all sung that song just just did it to us. <laughs> Praise team, rise up! <laughs> <laughs> all in love, y'all. Don't be bad. <laughs> Listen, so it ain't Minister Lomita, though. But guess what, Minister Lomita, you get the hit for it because you the head of the praise team. But it's it's everybody, even when you not there, it's the same thing. Laudell on Friday, that's his favorite thing. Everybody say bless, and then he does his little uh, shaky mm -hmm. dance, and then he do the twirl, and then he do the backflip. But we love it though; it's it's a blessed thing, and we appreciate all the minstrel in the house and all the musician. Cause Amen. I can't complain, cause it's not like I'm I'm still on chalkboard. So, <laughs> and Sheila said I 
I'm still on metal. So really it doesn't, you know, y'all are doing an awesome job and God has called y'all, appointed y'all and anointed you to do what you do. Look at Amen. prophet. He trying to he trying to pick up for y'all over here. <laughs> he like I, he listen, said leave my praise I, team I'm, alone. I'm over here taking a stand. He's taking a stand for y'all to me. It's a little mean that you got love your prophet. He is taking a stand for y'all. He is really taking a stand for y'all. He's oh, sitting there like leave my praise team oh, alone. Man, uh, oh, that's all right. We, we love y'all. I'm gonna let y'all uh, feel free. <laughs> feel free to fry her today. It's gonna be uh, feel free fry. Y'all can fry. Y'all clown on me all the time with my 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 praying and my crying you do my voice I, I, not, i'm not gonna do it you're today. not gonna do no, it today no, no, no. <laughs> oh, give him something to laugh about what, what do i look like prophet or what do i sound no, like no, no. when I'm, i go I'm, into deep I'm, intercession I'm it in my back pocket you put it in my yeah. you know, put it in your back uh, yeah. pocket I got, I, i'm gonna pull it out when it's when it's time this this is gonna so be who good. okay who are your favorite people like when you see them cry and go into that moment of prayer my favorite and it, people well, not fair, but the ones that, you know, you know, they have a staple. Oh, a staple sound. sound staple oh, yeah. there are the top. Well, there's a few. But you, are you talking about just at church? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my. Well, we already know you for sure. Because, <laughs> Number one. Yeah. It's, it's like when you get intensified and then when you start crying. But then there's there's a I would say that stands at the top of the chart. It's they go both go by the same name. I'm pausing. They go by, they go, both Paula. Go by, Sister Paula and Minister Paula. Paula. They both got it. <laughs> they both got their thing. They both you, got they, their they, thing. Yeah, you know, when Sister Paula get going and it gets fast, she's like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, Sister Paula, slow down. And you know, Minister Paula, <laughs> I'll be like, they both got y'all know we things. love y'all yeah, we know yeah, they can yeah. handle it and yeah yeah they can, they can handle it sister paula I, she knows that i tell her sister paula when she gets to going that thing is like fast forward it's like fast forward yeah it's like a record it's, yeah, it's so fast and then yeah. mine is what and well yours is a few <laughs> yours, yours is a few even last night i'm like i'm like babe i'm like what, what what are you doing in there i'm like she was over here thank god she was in her worship mode singing in tongues and everything but i just uh you know you got a few things it's, uh, a, it's a few i got you know? a few things you know your cry is one it's it's the cry the way you cry in worship then it's like even when you uh, uh get intense and you start praying i'm gonna do it one of these days <laughs> i'm gonna see if they can tell who's the difference if it's you because i can mimic your voice when you pray in the intercession yeah i can mimic that. oh my god I'll do it it's one terrible. Days, yeah. But you know who I like? Like I, I love the what I love what I love about our 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 congregation or the you know the body of Christ, which belongs to the Lord. Um, just uh, I love the different uh, style and and brokenness of worship, and I love to see when Londell get to that place of broken and even Jason. I love to see when the guys yeah, really um step out Absolutely. and and you know and and that tear and that one moment that Lavelle that got broken that time that was that was beautiful. When was that? I mean, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I got no, he did. Let me rewind it. Really? It was. <laughs> yeah. I think he was out. giving a was word. Like, no, he was, was doing oh, a Friday night oh, message. Remember yes, that one? Too. He yeah. He too yeah because before some sometimes before words come out he just look and he might just point and then he, it don't just come out but yeah it yeah takes a while that friday that, it yeah. was a friday night he got really emotional with yeah, his okay. message oh, and i okay. think it's I it's really good when we get broken before yeah, the lord and i think a staple face i love to see yeah. um uh, minister lomina she have a she have a look on her face when she get broken before the lord and i i think it's it's she cute. does she's yeah, probably she yeah she's i love baby. it though yeah, i, I mean, love it and monica something. i love it i love when they, we all just get in that broken place it's a beautiful yeah, thing because it's like it's almost like they clothe yeah. themselves in humility 
Elder Audrey has that. Yeah. You know, she does. She has a staple way about her. Yeah. Uh-uh. I'm, but I'm talking about the ones that really stand out. Like, <laughs> I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the ones that stand out. Like, it's just like, it, you, you just almost have to pause and look. It's almost, it's comical. But yeah, but no. Minister <laughs> Lamina's thing is like, it's like, she always has her, like that, 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 it's like she puts on her her voice that she always has that voice all day long. She has like that that night voice, you know. Yeah, that night yeah. Voice. So it'll be like it could be a um, a bag of chips or something. Just want some bag of chips. Can I have a bag of chips? No, I had biscuits and gravy for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, who are you seducing? No. <laughs> it's, like, it's just biscuits and gravy at the drive-through. <laughs> <laughs> but, but she it, just made for like yeah, you know her she voice that, is that good. Tele- for, yeah, she has a television yeah, voice, yeah, that, television, that recording, that recording voice, yeah. voice, that yeah. um, you know commercial voice. Yeah, like she, she does. just she really has her that. personality yeah. is just really good. So I, I love that about all of our yeah. people. Every all all of them just so uniquely yeah. and just just beautiful, but and now, I just love it. But to go back to what you were saying, yeah. the top, the top. If I had to pick two or three, you know, at the top, it, it would it would have to be Sister Paula, Minister Paula. And you, what, what, how the, you top yeah, three, the top yeah. three, yeah, because it's just we made staple. the top three, y'all. Yeah, I got. Top, I don't know who's number one. I think I know who number one is. I think number one is Sister Paula. Sister Paula, yeah, it has to be Sister, Sister Paula. Paula. Number oh my one. Goodness, I think I'm like, number two. Yeah, Sister Paula, number if it, three. If it's sixty miles an hour is the speed limit, Sister Paula is like hundred and ninety-five. Yeah, it has to be, but I love her so much. Yeah, she's yeah. it. And that's a beautiful yeah. thing uh-huh. where we realize like the different gifts in the body of Christ and how, you know, we're not supposed to be, you know, yeah. m- like exactly like each other. Absolutely. And so that's yeah. the beautiful thing mm-hmm. of just understanding our gifts and the way our, our makeup and our man- yeah. mannerism is in some of us. And we're all needed, you know, the lion, Absolutely. the lamb, the the ones that are strong, the ones that are gentle. You yeah. know, you think about the Shantae, the Tierra, mm-hmm. uh, just very meek, mild spirit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we're all needed. And Absolutely. so. We, we we just all have to just function together and I, and I just love the the combination yeah. just a great flavor yeah. and a, a wonderful group of yeah. people that's I, one thing I could say we we yeah. love our yeah. family and y'all out there get no seriously Absolutely. we might be joining but y'all y'all are the best and we really appreciate you and I just want to yeah. say shout out to them because they did a wonderful thing for you uh for Father's Day a pre-Father's Day celebration yeah. Yeah, um, at, at Monica it House was, yeah, and everybody that came out and supported yes. uh, that was yes, absolutely yes, that was, beautiful was, and I can't believe yeah. We, we can't believe you fell I for the okie doke to this day I get shocked, but it was surprised. wonderful yeah, that was good it was really good and and the thing about it is that i never get shocked even somebody was saying he's gonna know he's gonna know but i did not i had no clue yeah. whatsoever i literally when i say i had no clue i said maybe because I, I was so tired L- listen even when you guys try to get me to go in the house on sunday i said listen one thing i'm not doing is going in that house today because i am tired i'm gonna go home and then uh somebody else came then londale came was trying well well joshua's in there your son you know he need you this and i was like listen i'm so tired i can't go in and so basically it took a while to get me in and when i got in there i literally came in there with no shoes on just to help josh and so when i came inside then the surprise came if you had to saw my reaction i saw it on the camera i literally first time <laughs> like, i said man and i was like oh this was good it this was, was really good, good. Got they got, got you yeah you got me good so it, it's hard to pull a wool over my eyes yeah that was that was the yeah. holy ghost for sure because yeah, i'm just sitting there like how no can you not clue. figure that out by now yeah I thought I was going to have to give up the, go- I mean, you know, just yeah. tell what was going on. But man, you walked in, no I, shoes I, on. I, that's because I was so <laughs> tired. I was like, look, I'm so tired. I don't feel like walking in this house. 
and, uh, and you just kept saying, come on, let's get, let's get something to eat. You know, uh, Sister Paul always makes food on Sundays, so, you know, let's get something to eat. And I'm like, I don't, why don't I have to go in to get the food? I don't need to go in to get the food. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fine right here. And so, but, but you, it was a beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah, but so you know what we realized? Thanks to everybody yeah, on that. that Sister Monica, thanks for you, everybody. Uh, home, yeah. Minister Lamina, everything that you guys were doing. All those that was a part of the cleanup crew and the celebration, it was beautiful. It was it really good, was, yeah. yeah. And really I was going to say, even in all this t- pandemic, what we realized, just the, the the love and the the missing of that connection. And it was so good to even see the children, you know, and I think our K-12 children are just absolutely the best. I just just love them and, and how they love us. And even, um, you know, just whenever time I see Alessi, it's just something about her smile, <laughs> yeah. man. Alessi, that's my girl. Yeah, like, I'd be like, I could take, I'd be like, Alessi, you come with me. We going to the nations. We can do ministry together because I know she's going to be like, get cast them demons out, providence. And she's going to yeah. carry, she's such a servant. Like, yeah, I, she's, she is, such but she's a, a character. servant. Listen, when Alessi laughs and smiles, it's like two things that always makes me laugh. Because yeah. I say, you know, your smile, it's like you laugh so hard, but it still looks mischievous at the same <laughs> time. Like, like her eyebrows. I mean, I mean, I'm like, you look mischievous and laughing at the same yeah. time. It's, it's so cute. Yeah. And, and our children, like, we don't realize, you know, I think they do a lot of things in secret, but they, we're so there um, rubbing off, like we're rubbing off Absolutely. on them. And yeah. I and, and, and I know a lot of them pray. And even when Kaya, Makaya, I know he prays, you know, um, you know, Mimi, all the babies, um, Asher, Casey, all of them, all the children, I just see how, you know, just being around them and them being around us also how um, their life, they're learning stuff at an early age. And then we talk about Absolutely. preparation and even yeah. preparing our children, you know, their terminology, they know they know that the average kids don't yeah. know. Yeah. So they know when something, you know, is a witchcraft or different things. And so, you know, we just watching. You're like uh, Gabby. Gabby will say, I know, Mom, it's demonic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My daughter will be like, here we go again, Mom, it's demonic. <laughs> Listen, trade up the child and the way they should go in the end, they will not depart. So they're hearing all, all the different things. So it's hilarious. Yeah, man. And I just feel the genuine love for them. Like, yeah. and they just so special. And I know they, you know, it blesses me when we get text messages that even the children, you know, have said a prayer for us that they're thinking about us and, you know, just, and, you know, and I love the, the parents that sends us little clips of your kids doing stuff. It, it, it matters. It means it a lot matter. to us. And we appreciate you, um, just letting us know that you know they're you know not only that the babies are yeah. praying for us and and they love us and we love them so much every yeah. last one of the key to life yeah. global ministry babies and, and I, cover, and call everybody name but you know and don't even I don't Delaney even to, all of them I don't even mean to stay on it so long but even just I was just thinking about uh, Elisha the drummer who's yeah. part of the praise team so let me tell you this this is a uh, this is why, I, and I always go out my way to just tell people thank you and how much I love them and appreciate them. Yeah. But Elijah, he just turned 20 uh, last week. And it's, it's amazing that, uh, you know, I've known him since he was probably 14, 15 or whatever. And so anyway, it's amazing how every now and then God will use this anybody to just be a blessing to you and every now and then elisha would just reach out and say hey um he said i just want you to know i appreciate you and i respect you and i see you like a father i just want you to know that um i wouldn't want to be in no other place but here and i got your um yours and providence back i have your back and so those messages sometimes you don't realize how timely though they are and so even in the theme of father's day uh week it's amazing that uh you know sometimes people can see you as the father that they never had yeah and so for somebody who doesn't have a father around it's like it's, it's 
it's, it's amazing, you know, and it's a blessing. And so it's like you count it an honor and a privilege to be able to stand in the, in the posture or in the position or the role of a father figure to somebody. You can't take advantage of that. You, you can't That's take so that for true. granted. That's good. And this is something <clears throat> where uh, I feel I'm about to shift in a second. And this is something where I, I, why I get vexed a lot of times with uh, uh, even some pastors who do wrong or, or ministers that do wrong to the flock because yeah both men and female yeah men and female yeah and so it's like when you're a pastor you are supposed to cover protect you're like the umbrella in the rain you keep them covered you don't allow the elements and the conditions to affect them and so many times i've seen down through the years i'm saying this because i've seen this firsthand with preachers that i've known that i i I used to be at at churches where i used to play i was a musician so i saw a lot i saw a lot down through the years i saw a lot um even with uh preachers women and men alike and so you know you count an honor for somebody to see you as a father or a mother and so you don't you don't let them down in that area and i've seen so many times where the woman might be vulnerable because her husband uh, uh cheated on her or because her husband died or because she didn't have a father and i've seen many preachers take advantage of women like that and it's something that affects me even when you're supposed to be in a role of a father figure or a shepherd you know shepherds don't uh, they don't they don't take advantage of the sheep and so it bothers me and it vexes me yeah. when i see these men or, or, or women as well because i've seen it on both ends i've yeah. seen it i'm trust me i've seen it with women as well but when people take advantage of the flock yeah it's like what's supposed to be your sons and daughters my own blood daughter Jesus. blood son my own yeah. children i would never harm i would never molest i would never touch what's the difference in now when you're a spiritual role model a spiritual father and mother you cannot ever be in that place to where you you use the yeah, uh, what, what authority, God gives you, your authority yeah, your title abusive. you know what i mean the reverence that people might have for you and then you use it to work your way into somebody's life in an ungodly manner those things let me tell you this those are things that god is angry at yeah God is not pleased with that. And let me say this. This stuff has been going on for years and years and years and years and years. And let me tell you something. God is putting an end to a lot of that. And this is what we've been talking about somewhat. But I want to say this is that also on that vein, you know, I'm going to say this because I'm just shifting this place. But I'm really tired of hearing people always complain about the Christian church. Yeah. About only the Christian church. It's like like, if you're a believer, be a believer and stop complaining about the church. Shut up. I'm like, I hear some people. Yeah, I'm going to say it again. Some people need to shut up. And this is, yeah, people can get offended at this, but I'm going to go in the direction because I'm taking a stand for Christ. So I say this, I'm seeing more people that are supposed to be Christians constantly being like, well, why Christians this? Why Christians this? Why Yeah, everything, right? I'm over that. You're supposed to be a Christian. Take a stand. It's like you're feeding the fire for those who who, who have an issue with Christianity. And then it's like, as a Christian, you keep saying, no, I feel like we all, I feel like the church is fake. I feel like there's nobody ruining the church. And you're supposed to be a Christian but you're the stuff that you're spewing out your mouth you're causing other people the, uh, the, the fire to increase on their own lives as it pertains to how they believe about christianity or our religion that is really that vexes me sometimes people need to put a muzzle on their mouth yeah and many times people begin to talk and it, it acts as if they have so much knowledge and so much history and be like, if you knew your bible if you knew this i'm like i can listen to what you're saying you don't know anything about the bible you proclaim to read you you don't i hear people talk everybody say one little phrase that everybody knows it's not common everybody knows that when people come from the angle of you know the uh the bible was used in in slavery times to help uh do this uh uh, manipulate the minds listen that may apply to a a certain uh, a group of people but let me say this stop 
making your religion look bad. Stop making us, our faith look bad. I've, yeah. I've been hearing this. I hear this so much. All the time, And it's from right? Christians, from the yeah. Christian brothers, from the Christian sisters that, that come Sometimes up with Sometimes it's not all truthful, yeah, though. Yeah, it's not. not but always. they make up an yeah. excuse just they're, to they're walk out of. They're dealing with their own hurt and they offensive. They make up an excuse yeah. just to walk out of yeah. uh, out of the faith. And it's like, it's like we always, I don't know why the world tends to focus on Christianity. But, you know, the Christianity is like all of them is about profit for money. And Christianity, you see the men sleeping with the women in church. And it's like, before we that's even say not that, every, it's not, yeah, it's that's not, not everywhere. A majority. But let's just focus on this. We never talk about uh, um, all the other all the other religions or uh, uh, other places. You can look at Mormonism. People don't talk about Mormonism. Nobody talks about the founding fathers of Mormonism, Joe Smith and Brigham Young, when they were sleeping with multiple women. They don't talk mm. about that. You don't talk about Nation of Islam when Elijah Muhammad and you know they 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 were supposed to be faithful <laughs> men. And so then Elijah Muhammad had all these different mm-hmm. women and then it came out and it made them look bad. Nobody focuses on Nation, nation of Islam. Nobody focuses on, on Mormonism, but That's everybody so focuses on Christianity. Christianity. Everybody it's like focuses we're a target. On, yeah, I'm like, come on now. Come on, there's there's some wrong in every in, in every uh, yes. uh in every aspect. Every, in every, every aspect. And yes, we have the truth. Yeah. But People tend to focus on Christianity. They don't show enough love. They don't show enough love. They always judging. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Christian and everybody just judge. Everybody just judge. When the Bible says the wages of sin is yeah. debt. And, but it's, these things are, are perplexing to me. I, I, let me let me leave that alone. Listen, uh, it's 10, 12. Listen, <laughs> let me leave it alone because I know it, I can go in another go direction. You go in another direction. Yeah, it's, it, we can go another direction. Let's say God is a good God. God is a great God. Let, let me do it in that old school He's Baptist word. He's a great God. God is he a good can God. do you anything. But fail, That's one he of old can move ones. every mountain out of my way. God is wonderful. Really? <laughs> she got it in, ladies and gentlemen. There she had Here it. come the chalkboard. Ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> she had to go there. Oh. Yeah, to go there. <laughs> but that was one of them old school songs. That's yeah. them down down south with them old school. Them old I miss Baptist some songs. of those songs though. There's some of them, some good. of them foot stomping, hand clapping mm-hmm. songs. You know, I grew up on those. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, she's gonna go into it again. But listen, let's do this. Uh, yes. Um, it's ten fifteen. Let's do hot tops. So that's what we do. Uh, a trending topic. Uh, what's popular? What's going on? What's trending on Twitter? What's trending in Google? CNN, USA Today, and just see what's uh, going on. And so, I wanted to read this article that I saw, I thought it was, uh, this was on CNN, according to CNN. It says, what the U.S. would look like without police as imagined in three scenarios. And so I'm going to read this uh, read this article, and then I'm going to pose a question to you. I want to hear what you would have to say on this. So it says, Americans alive today have never lived in a country without police. But sparked by the death of yet another black man at the hands of police, there's a growing movement to create a police-free America. Or at least one that dramatically scales back the role of the police. The movement supports shifting the responsibility to uphold societal order to communities and investing money in them, too. It's a model of policing. Some activists point out many affluent white Americans already experience. The hope is that stronger infrastructure and the absence of traditional law enforcement that many in the movement believe unfairly targets black Americans will reduce crime and deaths at the hand of police. The movement to pare back the role of police isn't a monolith, though. There are abolitionists who advocate for dissolving existing police departments and removing police from society like organizers with the Minneapolis Police Abolitionist Group, MPD 150. They are defunders who want to shrink police Mm. departments and their budgets 
I'm going to say it again. They are defunders who want to shrink police departments and their budgets and yeah. reinvest those resources in communities without getting rid of police entirely. Los Angeles Police Commission President Elling Decker already made a small concession by pledging that between $100 million to $150 million will be cut from the LAPD budget, Ooh. would be identified to further enhance community neighborhood policing efforts. And they are those who sit somewhere in between. They want to radically reimagine public safety without police, but they acknowledge that defunding is often the first step toward the dissolution of law enforcement as we know it. Supporters in all three camps support shifting traditional criminal justice away from punishment and imprisonment to one of reform and rehabilitation. But there's no precedent for a police-free U.S., or at least a U.S. where the role of police is limited. That was a CNN article. And, and so I wanted to say this because this has been a, a <laughs> big thing for the last few weeks. People have been wanting, and, and let me say this, they, they've been coming together really trying to get this thing done, trying to debunk, uh, I'm sorry, defund uh, uh, um, um, police departments. Meaning, when I say that, meaning they're trying to strip money that would be invested into police uh, uh, departments, into funding. It could be into uh, 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 safety equipment. It could be into paying the department. And so you have a, a quite a bit of group of people in different states, different states that wants to defund the police department. And so I, I wanted to read that article because I wanted to pose a question. What would it help? Not. How would it help? Not. How would it help not? I'm going to ask one more time. How would it help if we just defunded police departments and then you wasn't able to pay some policemen? What do you think would happen? And all these little vigilante groups would go, what, what would it benefit to get rid of police as a whole? So, so my question would be, so if we get rid of policemen, I'm supposed to rely on my neighbor or people in general. Civilian to, arrest? To civilian to help me negative yeah, not yeah. in well you know when you think about it let me just share something growing up in jamaica right because of course when you in a small country the budget they don't have, you know police station a mile away having by the time a police get there you probably <laughs> um the community <laughs> yeah, about how the police get there the criminals already dead <laughs> somebody's gonna be yeah. dead but the community did take um you know a, a power in their own hand i remember uh, me following this crowd they were dragging this man to the police station they were beating him on the way there so by the time he got there he got a great whooping and i remember just following the crowd because it was as a kid it's so excited i never saw this but in the community if somebody was going around stealing doing something crazy because they didn't have the you know police office like they probably do now at disposal the community would have to take things in their own hand. But that was a day and a time when people looked out for each other and they cared about each other and they weren't, you know, consumed with their self. When I, and now that I'm an American and what I see, even when I've been on the subway, people could care less. Like, I, I don't know if I remember the time I told you I was, um, who was I? I can't remember who I was pregnant with, but I was literally probably almost eight months pregnant, catching the subway, um, going to work. And this young man tried to rob me on the train while I'm pregnant. And so I remember wow. having my purse in my hand. It's like the spirit told me, um, I just saw them and I saw them watching me. And something in my in my heart said, they're, they're going to try to rob me. Like the Holy Spirit prompted me. And because that time I had a new cell phone. Back then it was Blackberries. And it was like the brand new one. So I saw them like looking at wow. it. And they <laughs> I could discern that they wanted it. Mm. But in my mind, I picked it up. And I said, let me put this in my purse. And so I'm figuring it's out of sight out of mind i put it in my purse but this young man proceeded as soon as the the train stopped 
he reached his hand in my purse and pulled out my cell phone and and was getting ready to take off the train. Now, I forgot, number one, that I'm pregnant. That old Jamaican rose up in me and I took my umbrella and I hit him with the umbrella and said, give me my phone back. And I snatched it out of his hand so fast. And I think he was just shocked that this pregnant woman <laughs> hit me with her umbrella. He jumped off the train and started running. I kept saying, I should find out who your mama is so she could whoop you. And I was so upset, right? Now, the whole time I'm on the train, pregnant, mind you, eight months, almost eight months pregnant, Having all of this happen, can I tell you not one person tried to help me on that train? Wow. Not one person asked me, was I okay? They were just looking, sitting Mm. there, something like, this guy could have killed me, beat me, and you want me to put my trust in these people? No. Negative. My God. (laughs) I never never heard that story before. It's amazing that you learned something new. But I was all I was thinking was, wow, that's uh that's that's Matthew eleven twelve, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence but the violent ticket by force. So you, was, <laughs> you, you was, I lost it. You I wanted to whoop him. Force. I said, you better get over here. You, you messed with the wrong mama this yeah, morning. I, wow. I saw this young boy as if, you know, cause he, you could tell yeah. he was in his, you know, maybe 18 or 20 young guy. And, and I'm like, I need to whoop you. I really was hoping I could, cause I hit him so yeah. hard with that umbrella. But I, I promise you, if I'd have grabbed him, I would have beat him on that train, yeah. give him a good yeah. mama yeah. whooping, and said, "Boy, you better stop stealing." And, and, and I would have, after that, I probably would have ministered him and gave him Jesus after I whooped him and, as a mother. <laughs> and let me say this: sometimes, and, and don't take this out of context, but maybe you should. But, but the truth is this: sometimes some of them need a good beating. And yeah. I know this sounds bad. This sounds but Let me say why. Because being a pastor, we've encountered so many people and so many young ladies who's who are with some kind of guy who's beating on them. Yeah. And they keep getting away with it. They're stalking them. They keep getting away with it. And honestly, I, the advice that I really want to give that I can't give, he really needs a good beating. He needs a good beating. He keeps putting his hands on a woman, keeps doing this. Some guy needs to give him a good beating and say, listen, if you hit her again, I'm going to get you. And so sometimes, see, the thing is, when you get that, you kind of every time, you know how you raise your child. It's like we learned this is that when you did wrong, there was an outcome. There was, a, there was an outcome. We knew that every time we did wrong, it's like a, then we knew the outcome. We knew the outcome. We knew what we would get. I don't, yeah. know, if, uh, I don't know if anybody's uh, familiar with uh, uh, the Pavlov experiment. And that was when when they took dogs and basically they would take dogs and every time the dog would hear a whistle, they would feed them. Now over a course of a study of time, every time they would, uh, the dog would begin to hear the whistle, the dog's tails would start wagging because they knew what time it was. So then they wanted to see if they can associate uh, uh, feeding the dogs with another, uh, uh, another stimulus or whatever. So they would start having the, the worker wear a white robe with the whistle. So then if they heard the whistle, they would wag the tails knowing they would be fed. Yeah. And then even without the whistle, when they, whenever they would see the white, uh, uh, white coats they knew they were about to be fed so they would wag their tails wow. the dogs always knew every time they saw the whistle or saw the uh or the white coat they knew they were about to be fed and so wow. it creates a condition in us knowing that every time i hear or it's just like when i was a kid every time i saw the light cut on outside because my mother said when the lights cut on get in the house yeah every time good. i saw the that's lights good. i knew what my mother was saying it's time to come in it's wow. dinner time. so the same thing is this when you grow up and you cut up and do wrong, and you know that your daddy, when you get home, is going to beat you. If you mess up, boy, you're going to get it when you get home. Yeah. And when you grow up like that, let me tell you this. You know, 
let me not mess up. Let me not talk back to my teacher. Let me not try to be too cool and say the wrong thing because I know I know what I'm going to get for doing wrong. There, there's a response to every action that I do. And so what I'm saying is that many times these guys that are beating these women, I, it just might sound not pastoral like, but this is me. This is my opinion. I feel like if a man is going to be constantly hitting a woman, he's been going, uh, uh, getting arrested for this five, 10 years. He's been doing this and it's constantly, there's no change. I believe that some kind of punishment should be uh, 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 just like the yeah, crime. Yeah. Okay, you you like hitting this frail yeah. woman who's like 105 pounds, yes. 115 pounds. And I've seen this so many times. So this is why I'm saying this. I feel like the in order for him to stop, he's not going to stop if he get a pat on the hand, uh, 20 days, 30 days in jail. I think if you beat a woman, black her eye, uh, uh, punch her in the jaw and doing all, I feel like the crime should be you got to get beat. You got to get beat. Like somebody, you're going to get punched in your jaw. You're going to get punched in your eye. You can get punched in your chin. I know this sounds like that don't sound Christian or pastoral-like, but, but you, I believe that would stop some people from doing But you got to obey the laws of the land. Absolutely. So whatever, whatever judgment come to them based on the criminal activity. And yeah. I don't, and, and a lot of times, you know, we allow, you know, with, with this thing of we, we bring in the religion and I'm, and I know Jesus Christ is not sitting in just saying, just stay getting beat every day and so a lot of time we tell people to stay in abusive relationships yeah. stay in you know it, it's really bad advice and so many people have lost their life um you know being apart or staying in relationship but back to the whole thing with the cops again i don't believe that they should totally take away there needs to be adjustment in the police department because there is discrimination there is racism yeah. they need to address um, those individual or those cops that constantly um, are are treating um, their black counterparts because we we're finding out now that even the black police officers are now rising up and they're speaking about yeah, um, yeah. injustice Absolutely. and discrimination even against them. So sometimes we probably Absolutely. didn't even understand. We probably don't understand what they are going through in yeah. that moment too. Why? Because again, a lot of time just like you know slavery still the some of the same still some of the same things are still happening we tend to not speak up because that man is saying i can't afford to lose my job or like we doing a lot of things you get blacklisted or you're targeted so even though it may hurt them sometimes they go along with the program because again which which a lot of people do we grow we go along with the program because we feel as though we need that paycheck we need that money we have to take care of our family Family. Yeah. And, and it, it takes a lot for somebody to, to not bow to it and say, you know, if I lose everything, I, I, I just lo lose it in a <coughs> great place knowing that I've done that I've yeah. done what is right. And Absolutely. I think, you know, we need to get to that place where we want to do what is right and not yeah. what is wrong. Right. Yeah. And so it's a it's a it's a different thing. So I think a lot, like you say, you've seen a lot of police officer. I didn't even know there were lawsuits that have been out. Yeah against um, um police officers um and this, yeah and this one guy one one officer he was talking about how he was undercover and the the white police officers didn't know um but they were they had beaten him they had arrested him and they were beating him like he said i was being beaten until one of the other swat team realized that he was undercover and and pulled him out of that and of course there was um those cops who of course were disciplined or whatever they got um but they didn't get any charges but i think they were disciplined they or whatever happened but again it was white cops doing this to a black cop what well, didn't know that he was undercover so what was the discipline for the day hey johnny go home with yeah. pay. yeah take a couple of days off yeah. we'll pay you and show back up on monday yeah 
yeah how many times i'm pretty sure a lot of that stuff they get uh, you know a slap on the wrist and you know if it was the other way around it's so totally different but it really goes to show how again the corruption within of course showing um what happened to george floyd but in the uh, police department but on a global level and this is happening in corporate america this is happening in businesses this isn't happening in factories for for the the worker that's in the factory i mean i've heard so many horrible stories um from different people and i think horrible stories um from people if you would get into their life and find out especially people that that work factory jobs or those jobs that you know they know they don't have an education to get something better people tend to step on people or treat them a certain kind of way if they know you don't have the ability to get something better they tend to really let you have it absolutely it's Absolutely, so sad, because, Prophet. Because they know that you need it. Yeah. And to go back to all of that that you were saying uh, uh, about that article that I read from CNN, and I want you guys to even look that up because I don't I, I, everything that we talk about, I want you to be able to check out. Look up the article on CNN, and you can just punch in Google and put uh, defund the police. And you can see all over that there are many states that are literally trying to do this and take millions of dollars away. And if you're doing that, let me po- put this out there is that Think about this. You know, black cops are are they're more stressed out right now than ever before. You know why? Because during the riots and the looting and everything, everybody's yelling even at the black cops saying, "You're a sellout. You a sellout. You a sellout. Yeah. You a sucker. Why are you on their side?" You hear all of that. Yeah. And so imagine what they're going through. They're like, "Man, listen, I gotta feed my family. Yeah, I gotta feed my family." Imagine job. the cops that don't even want to be cops right now. But listen, yeah. this is what I've been doing for the last fifteen years. I don't even want to be out here. The missus, I want to be out there with these with with the, with the rest of my people. But they're forced to still be out there. And so the thing is, when it's your livelihood, it's like, what, what am I supposed to do? This is how I feed my family. Yeah. And it's like, and then now they're being threatened as well because people aren't seeing clearly. And so um, when you were talking, um, uh, I wanted to say this because there was another article and you can look this up on Google and it'll pop up because this is a big article as well. A big topic about there are a group of people now that are trying to uh, uh, find a way to get legislation passed for all cops to have body cams all not just certain groups but all because you know the, the problem has been this is what uh, uh they were talking about is that many times the body cam is turned off they cut it off like the cop can cut it off and so they're saying we want body cams for every cop every single cop we want uh, money invested you all these uh uh cameras the, these um street light cameras that's all what the i was going gonna to say in. they need to yeah. t- turn take that money from that and, they, yeah, yeah they're saying that they want uh body cams for all officers and it has to be mandatory you have to be able to uh, uh, keep the body cam on it cannot be cut off or it shouldn't be where the uh, uh, individual can cut the body cam off i think that's a good uh, idea i think that's something worth investing in because then there nobody has an escape nobody has an escape because there's times when someone's arresting somebody and then for whatever reason the cop cuts off the body cam and then when it's back on the person is bloody yeah, wow. yeah he assaulted me yeah. he was resisting arrest he tried to attack and it goes back to the days of uh where there was no technology when it was just the cop's word against uh, uh the minority's word and it never worked out in our favor and so i think the body cam thing is it, a good idea and so and then i wanted to go back to what i was saying mm-hmm. because i've seen so many uh females hurt and beat and abused and i've seen some really tiny frail women abused yeah, by men man. and so i wanted to say that was my humanity speaking out now granted i know we're going to obey the laws of the land and going to let them take care of it but this is just the old fighter that used to be in me it was like listen because let me tell you why because i had three sisters and when i found out that a guy had put his hands on my sister i didn't go looking for him to talk to him 
I went to look for him to beat him. Yeah. And that's what I, this is just the truth. So hear me, I wasn't a pastor at this time. And so let me say this. And so that still, that injustice still lies on the inside of me. Look, and as so, a father, yeah. as a, uh, I'm telling y'all now, Holy as a Ghost prophetess, pastor and, right now. if somebody say my daughter. My daughter, come on. Yeah. Holy Ghost field and all, let me tell I you I told something. people a lot of time, a long time ago, I said, I have a prison ministry. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll still pray for him. I'm, I'm gonna but he's going to get beat first. Somebody going he, down. I'm going to pray for him. But he gonna get beat first. <laughs> that that that's gonna really have to be the Holy Ghost yeah. restraint that holds you back. But, and but, I know the Holy Ghost yeah. can do it, yes, so yes, I would but, depend but upon I, it. But I'm saying in yes. your natural humanity yes, and this, reaction, I'm telling you right now, it, it's no whole bars because let, let me look, say this: if I walk in a house, there is no my, this goes past my humanity. This is just the truth. If I walk in the house and some man is hitting my wife or my daughter, I am going to beat him. Oh yeah, I'm going to hurt him. I and so the thing is, to. yeah, yeah, you better believe in. So this is what I'm saying. I, I I hear Christians all in the name of man. No, we can't. We can't do this. Let me tell you this. God expects you to protect your family. Yeah. He, expect you, he ain't asking you that to be no Samson vigilante. anointing going to show yeah, up. Yeah, you better believe it. You better believe Body it. Body slamming. But my humanity says yeah. this, is that I just believe for those who are like hitting women, I feel like the only way they're going to stop. If, if some man has gotten away with breaking his uh, uh, wife's arm or, or breaking a jaw, hitting and, and they don't get no time, nothing, nothing. I feel like the only way some of them would really learn truthfully is like uh, um, let them go in, 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 a, in a room, let some big man just once they hit him, break his jaw, Break his arm. I know this sounds brutal. I'm not saying this to happen, but what I'm saying, I feel like this is a way uh, of tough learning. Because guess what? He's going to think twice before he do that again. It's just like the Pavlov experiment. He knows every time the, the whistle blows, the dog hears the whistle, or the dog sees the white coats, then he knows that he's going to be fed. Every time somebody does something, a crime that hurts somebody, and then they're hurt because they hurt somebody else, they're going to think twice before they do something. So, now, as a Christian, I know, before you go, they say No, 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 that's not where oh, I'm okay. going. It was another question yeah. for you. I know there's some things I can't do, but what I'm saying is I just believe that when you when you get certain certain uh, uh, punishment or face certain consequences because of the action, I believe when the consequence is right, you won't continue to do that. You know what I'm saying? It's for some man that rapes a woman, and then you get like three or five years, and then you come out and then you rape a little girl. It's like, come on. It's like that. It's like, honestly, it's like, it, what's going to solve that? Do you have to castrate the man? Like something has to like, something, it has to be a consequence that knows, like, you know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like some things you can't give a little girl back her life. You can't give the little boy who's been touched. You can't give them back that, that moment of innocence when it's been taken away. It's like something has to be done about that. Yeah. Those things are, this is just me. It's just things that are near and dear to my heart. So on the other perspective, if you are saying you're the parent, right, of the abuser, because a lot of times we see parents taking up for their kids, and I guess that's their kid, and, you know, they think something wrong with them. But how far do you go? Because, of course, that's your kid. Because for me, I'm like, I, if it's my son or my daughter or whatever, and they did something as anus or, or evil towards someone, I mean, like intentionally or abuse them and hurt them i'm like you're gonna have to suffer the consequences i'm gonna come to prison and pray for you but i'm not going to encourage your ba behavior and i'm not going to make excuses for it and i'm not gonna you know justify you hurting somebody it's yeah. just not right and so we got to make sure the stance because sometimes a lot of parents do take that stand Absolutely. and they're trying to it's pick true. up for their child because i remember the first time i've experienced or seen someone being abused and again this woman she was a tiny frail person like you said and her her husband at the time was very strong and i'm in the car with them and i've never seen it like i've heard story movie but i just never experienced it because i'm just naturally a fighter because i'm like you don't have to kill me before i let anybody beat me down but 
I remember just sitting in the car and, and, and the, and, and his wife, she just said something simple. It wasn't even nothing. I don't even, I don't even remember exactly what she said, but it was nothing for what he did to her. So we're driving and all I heard, she said something simple, like, Hey babe, it's over there. Something. And I don't know what triggered that demon in him. And I saw him punched her in her face. I thought I was going to fall out the car. Like my heart just dropped. Like, I'm like, I'm so, I was so in shock that I'm like, I'm, I'm witnessing this. And then the other person that was in the car, I guess that was normal to them. And I'm sitting here like, and I'm ready to choke yeah, this guy. Um, I'm ready to go off on him. And for a long time, I had animosity and anger and hatred in my heart towards this person because he was consistently abusing her, but she would keep going back. And I'm like, yeah, why you keep yeah, allowing absolutely. him to abuse you in this manner? And it will break my heart because now I'm like her advocate. I wanted to beat him up for her. So every yeah. time I look at him, I'm like, I wish you would try me because yeah. you're going to have to kill me, you know? Yeah. So he knew never don't even look at it this way because yeah. I'm not the one, yeah. but she would just take it. And I'm like, and it would be for no reason. Like he had this rage in this evil like and and i'm like when i look back now it's like it's a way of controlling you know it's like if they do it and when they get these women they feel like they can do this overpower because he don't do it to everybody because he wouldn't dare jump at me because i'm looking at him like try if you want to that's that's uh that's not the norm and so the thing is her abnormal her her abnormal is is her normality and so let me say this on another extreme this is what we witnessed from the areas we grew up and let me say this and i'm not the only man that can attest to this i've talked to many guys who can attest to this situation that i'm gonna say right now that situation you just said easy to say been there seen that been there seen it been there seen it and let me tell you what i mean meaning uh, not because not me no, i was no. always i had three sisters no, no. man i hated when a guy hit a woman and so i would i would be one of them guys that i would jump in and be like oh what, what are you doing yo chill chill yeah. or it's been times that you can come to the rescue of the woman I, i'm saying this in certain regions or certain areas i'll say this i know countless numbers of guys and let me say this there's been times that you try to help the lady but she's so used yeah. to that. It's like, and in the process of getting ready to fight the guy, yeah. the woman starts turning to fight the guy who's trying to take up for her. Yes. And, and yeah, I'm, that is I am true. not making this wow. up. There's been times that it's like, I, I've even tried to, uh, to help out or even people that I knew and be like, um, um, just mind your business, just mind your business. And she gets mad. Mind your business. Nobody talking to you. You know what I mean? Just mind your business. And then it's like, man, somebody's trying to come to your rescue. You know what I mean? And so then it's like I've seen where where a, a, a guy or end up start fighting the guy and then the lady will start swinging on that man. And I'm like, man, somebody is literally trying to rescue you and you you are fighting the one that's trying to help you. You see what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, or, it, or it's times where I say everything. You good? Every, oh, yeah. Everything's good. I'm fine. Everything's good. And it's like sometimes in certain environments, it's such a, a, a normal thing. That normality is abnormal. Yeah, It's abnormal. And it's like, you know, it, it goes back to the thing is like, after all of that, all, all the abuse, the, the the one moment of love that you feel like you, you're thought about when he buys you a necklace or when, when somebody buys you something or somebody does one good thing for you, does it make all of the other bad go away? Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's why you, we always have to have conversation. I'm sure there are groups and different people out there that, you know, have more um, knowledge on these kind of behaviors. But I'm pretty sure, I mean, for some, I would suggest or probably assume that for some of these women, a lot of times to 
if for some if they grew up around abuse or seen their mother go through abuse to them it's like normal and then especially if you live in certain areas where they you know say oh man you know it's like the normal thing that's still my boo i still love him he beat uh-huh. me down like yep. that that whole spirit in your environment or in your community that condone that kind of behavior it becomes the norm amongst a month a lot yeah. of people and yeah. so but that's yeah. what i've noticed that it you know your upbringing and and that becomes the norm for some people and then some people it's out of fear it's out of intimidation um you know because i know a young lady she was in an abusive relationship and you know and her boyfriend would always threaten that he would kill her if she would leave and you know so they instill fear in you so it was a lot of things um that a lot of times even to this day some people still live in fear even though they're um the, that person's behind bar sometimes they're they're watching and wondering like man when are they going to get out and they're still really living in fear because of the threats and what they have told them and what they have done to them so it, it's so many dynamics to it but we we got to continue to advocate for injustice on every level yes we got to continue to pray one for another and so you know you know everybody what's what's funny is people get upset all the time even with everything that's happening with black life matter this you know we got people upset because we ain't talking about female life matter it's 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 just just it's a lot but you know just in that moment when that's when that's the thing that is highlighted it's not that somebody is ignoring the other issues that's going around in the world yeah um but right now this is the this is like a uh you know the predominant thing that is affecting everybody in the world so nobody's not saying even in the pandemic again even with black life matter that other things that people aren't being abused that nobody is turning a deaf ear to all these situation um they're being handled on different levels um so we can't get frustrated uh when different agenda is on the table but you can be an advocate um um you know you can be your own advocate for uh, whatever you feel passionate about but that doesn't mean that it's being dimmed down so if you feel like you know everybody's talking about black life matter you feel like as a woman no one's talking about this or you feel like uh, no one's talking about abuse nobody's da 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 whatever it is uh, begin to speak up let your voice be heard but don't get frustrated but you know we're all in this together because one way just like how um, you know, women being mistreated affect all of us. Abused women being mistreated, just like the black man being mistreated, it affect all of us as a race. So again, we got to stop clashing and, and, and arguing and fighting and let's come together and support one another in, in any good cause that is out there on the table. Right, Prophet? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I want to say this because uh, there is a, a select group of people who who get offended by hearing the phrase Black Lives Matter and so uh, I just want to say this is when when you hear that Black Lives Matter, it's not that the group is saying all lives yeah, don't it's matter. Not, yeah. It's not that they're saying that they're just simply saying we're just saying that black lives matter. So it's like we know that all lives matter. I know that all lives matter. And I saw yeah. like the coolest cartoon picture drawing of a, of a little boy holding a sign said um, black lives matter. And then right up under it said, because I'm saying black lives matter does not mean that all lives don't matter. I know all lives yes, matter. And yes, yes, yeah. But I'm simply just saying black lives matter too. Too, yes. And I was like, wow. I thought, I, I, I thought it was a powerful cartoon. It That's was like, good. I thought it was a powerful um, drawing because 
nobody's saying that other lives don't matter. We know all lives matter. We know female lives matter. We know male lives matter. We know every child matters. But when you're highlighting a specific thing, uh, um, we're simply saying that, yes, black lives matter. Because sometimes to, the, uh, to many, it appears as if the black lives don't matter. Yeah. When you look at statistics on things, it appears like it, it's like it still appears and it shows. Statistics show. I don't care uh, what people are saying. And many times it's like I'll see a, another culture. They'll say, oh, well, here, listen to this black person talk. Yeah, she's saying wisdom. You guys need to listen to her. And you might name people like Candace Owens. And I'm like, listen, Candace Owens is not the voice of the black people. Amen. I got to say that she is not. You know what I'm saying? She might be educated or sound educated. But let me say this is like uh, she is is not the voice of the black community and so i just want to say that i can go on the whole nother thing and let me leave that alone because that's going to frustrate me there just by itself and so i'll leave that alone let's 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 move forward listen scripture of the day scripture of the day time because i was about to be burdened down yeah it's so easy to be burdened down when you're thinking about some things and so while i'm saying that first peter five says five verse seven says casting all your care upon him for he cares for you and we've been talking about having a good father and so when you hear that casting all your care upon him for he cares for you casting means to to put off to throw off to lay off to lay aside put aside all that word all simply means what all Lay aside, put aside, dump off, get rid of all rid your, of your care. Put all your care, all your burdens upon him. Another translation would say your burdens upon him. So you place it off. Carry that thing that's uh, weighing you down, that burden, that heavy load. Dump it off of you. Cast it on him for he cares for you. That's good. I'm going to say it again. First Peter 5, verse 7, casting all your care upon him for he cares, cares for, for you. you. Yeah. And, 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 you know, everybody that's out there, again, whether your your nationality, your race, I mean, Jesus Christ died for the world. And so we got to begin to cast our cares upon him. We got to learn to love and to forgive. And I'm telling you, it's such a beautiful thing when you begin to just take on, you know, like Peter would say, follow me as I follow Christ. And I think Jesus Christ is our greatest example of the epitome of love and and just you know learning how to put the all of our issues all of our concerns at the feet of jesus learning how to have a prayer life so these things won't frustrate us and and put us in a place of hatred and anger um you know it 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 is the love of god so cast all your cares this morning any cares any concern that you have cast it on the lord jesus christ uh, keep your eyes on him. Don't allow the things that's happening in the world to cause you to sink. Uh, begin to develop a prayer life. Be steadfast. Be unmovable. Be focused in the things of the Lord. And so we just want to encourage you that, you know, um, what's that song? I think, uh, oh, Bob Marley used to sing, don't worry oh, wow. about a yeah. thing. Is that don't worry, be happy? Because every little thing is going to be all right. So you got to sing that. Sing and don't worry about a thing. Yeah. Because you know every little it. thing is going to be all right. Woke up this morning, right with a rising sun. Three little birds about my doorstep. I don't know it. Singing sweet song. It, you just love to be a song. Of melody soaring true. Singing. This is my message to you. I'm singing, don't worry. Come on, y'all. About a thing. Don't you worry. Because every little thing 
it's gonna be all right. Come on, sing it, y'all. Sing it, don't worry. Come on, prophet. I don't about know. a thing. Come on, just sing, don't worry about a thing. Cause every little thing is gonna be all right. <laughs> yeah, I just got a text. <laughs> <laughs> so I, said, I know somebody clouding me, clouding me, clouding me. You already know. Uh, you know you, are, you you can't you can't help yourself. I can't like, help it. It's it, just it, it'll in be me. Random Music moments. is like, just in last me. Last night it was like I'm like my God. It was like one a.m. You just over here like, just humming a, humming a tune. I mean, I you can't love, help yourself. I just can't help myself. That's a good song. Yeah, it's a good. I just I knew the chorus. I didn't know oh, the whole song. I was like, you know, I don't know that because it's Jamaican. Worry. Yep. About it. Here it goes. She's going to try to go into Don't it again. Don't you worry. Listen. Let's Every little thing <laughs> is going to be all right. Hey, I'm trying to encourage the people out there. Everything's going to be all right, y'all. Don't worry. See, somebody says it's a good song. I may not sound good singing it. They say that too. I got to put on my Bob Marley voice. I, mean, I can't even do his voice. Jason, help me out there. You got, you got to do it in Jason voice, Prophet. <laughs> Don't worry. I, about I can thing. do Jason's voice so Don't you worry. Because <laughs> every little thing. Jason, do it do it in Jason's voice. No, you got to do the Hulk thing. I, That's it, Jason. Yeah, I, 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 I got to do it. Listen, it's, uh, it's 1047. <laughs> We're going to move on to this. We're going to do uh, what we like to call Kingdom Business Look, Spotlight. Like kingdom Business Spotlight. This is when we highlight Kingdom art, Kingdom uh, so, uh, Kingdom Businesses. I'm trying to get my words together. <laughs> Kingdom businesses. On, and yet. we are their supporters. We are, are the divine supporters and connectors. So listen, I always say the spiel from you kingdom of heaven until earth, uh, into the earth room. You just made me mess up too. You know you did. You know my you husband did. hate when I mess with him over here, y'all. You should see his face. Listen, so <laughs> kingdom business, of, uh, kingdom business. Kingdom business. My, my God. God. You see what she's doing? She's, doing, she's going 12-year-old on me right now. She's literally looking at me trying to repeat what I'm saying to try to make me laugh. Listen, it's okay. Kingdom Business Spotlight, because I'm about to fire you up in a second. Maybe before we get off the program, I'm going to fire you up. So Kingdom Business Spotlight, listen, this is where we support our kingdom brothers and sisters. Listen, we are our divine supporters, our divine helpers, and so it's up to us to support each other. And so we want to highlight a few kingdom business uh, uh kingdom uh, entrepreneurs and we're going to talk about a few prophetess prophetess take it away it is time for the kingdom business announcements this morning well me have to say this in a jamaican accent because this is none other than divine dishes sister paula john is the ceo and the head chef that's my jamaican accent y'all <laughs> Why are you Jamaican and that didn't even sound real? <laughs> that's so, because if my... You was trying to act, yeah, you was doing more tried, acting. Just do your... Do our, she had Trini. A Trini, yeah, Trini Daddy and she had Trini. Yeah, there you go. Trini, that's the real, Trini. That's the real one, yeah. She had Trini. So yeah. this is a Trini girl. Trini Dishes, Divine Dishes. Sister Paula John is the CEO and head chef. She specializes in home-cooked meals and ranging from flavorful. You see, I'm trying to do it in my, my accent. Let me switch it because I don't anybody going to get it. Keep going. doing it. <laughs> she specializes in home-cooked meals ranging from flavorful, from Caribbean and Southern soul food to fruit arrangement and healthy smoothie. My girl, you have to check her out in a star. Our services, them available every week man and i can understand what me i say out there our service available you just have to hit her up at divine dishes by sister paula at gmail.com that's divine dishes <laughs> and, and you actually did that more clear by for people sister to paula at gmail.com i did i didn't clear. put the strong yeah, accent I, I in there I, I was even like that's <laughs> I, I actually could understand that 
<laughs> y'all, I hope y'all can understand it. <laughs> Ordained touches in the present future academy. Every Caribbean uh, dish or, or business, I'm going to do it in a Caribbean tone. Ordained touch in the future, present future academy. Monica Johnson is the director and CEO of these businesses. If you are in need of curl makeup or for a special event, custom wigs, raw bundle, or even weekly childcare provide services, uh, you can uh, get childcare from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Contact her directly to book your appointment and your school tour. The present future 19 at yahoo.com. Here we go, another dish, man. We are talking about compass cuisine. You know what I mean? I said, jam down them from, man. Compass cuisine, none other than the <laughs> head chef. Shawnee's compass, man. Tell your star. The girl can't cook, you know? She can't cook, man. Create tasteful meal. She specializes in authentic Caribbean and American cuisine. The girl can't cook, ya. Yeah? She's available for all your events. Anything you need. When I talk about church party, birthday party, reception, repast. Man, you have to contact her. Get her. Check her out. My Instagram star. At Compass Cuisine. And you can email her. Compass Cuisine. The number three star. Not three, but three. At gmail.com you know what my sister compass cuisine is shawnee's compass she is a head chef of this organization this beautiful business so we want to encourage you to get your meal from them Losi lashes by Losi beauty this beautiful girl right here sir may i tell you she fashion and you know may i tell you this girl is a dime may i tell you she know for do her thing star she's the ceo and founder of this beauty brand if you are in need for quality mink lash, mink lash and when may i say mink lash may i tell you the girl stush the girl stush may i tell you she know for we are stuffed them you know the girl trendy may i tell you Losi lashes is what you need star durability up to 25 times you have to go check her out at losi lashes on facebook or losi lashes at losi beauty you have to go up online me and tell you star you know me and say go up on this site yeah double double losibeauty.com when me and say star you understand english you understand what me and say me and tell you losi lashes the girl <laughs> fashionable you know the girl fly the girl can't hook you up with all kind of style me and tell you have to follow her she trendy Yes, it's our Losi Lashes by Losi Beauty. And Lomina B is the CEO and founder of this beauty brand. You can get her lashes at www.losibeauty.com. You can also email her at losibeautybrand at gmail.com. Big up, big up, big up, big up. Enough props to my girl, Lomina B. Y'all the one thing, y'all true thing, girl. Keep it fly, keep it real. I love you for real, star. Iconic7.com Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Iconic7. Shop at Iconic7. You can hit her up at Stony Point Fashion Park Mall in Richmond, Virginia. And in my Jamaican accent, I'm sorry, I'm say go. Where may I say? Guana. Pick up and put on your phone and put in and plug in www.iconic7.com man when i say go check them people out you're not go wrong for real star regina gamble gamble i wish i do wish i gamble okay the last few of that regina gamble the owner have lavender faces she's an independent makeup artist star you have to look her up you know email her book her book lavender faces at gmail.com and then my beautiful american accent 
Regina Campbell is the owner of Lavender Faces, the independent <laughs> makeup artist. You can hit her up at Instagram at Lavender Faces by Gina on Facebook at Lavender Faces at gmail.com. I believe book Lavender Faces at gmail.com. Detox star. Anybody want no detox? Back in Jamaica, when I do no detox, you know, we take like a Cersei tea, drink some tea, and your mother just give some castor oil, like can of something, you just run go bathroom. But now them sophisticated people, they are them have what we call detox to life. TavaLifestyle.com. Away at Tabo Star. New thing. This, you know, big up, big up, new thing. You have to hit up Pastor Marika and her husband, even Paula John. Enough of them people, you are going in. I mean, I tell you, you have to hold tight to the bathroom. Enough time, you know, star. Because when we are doing that thing, they hit your belly. My God, you are bald for Jesus, for real. You are whole lamp on your belly. And you say, Jesus, help me. So let's go. Detox. Detox to life dot lifestyle dot com. Please get your detox tea. I call it the deliverance team. Forever Mariah Foundation. Dot org. This is a foundation that raises funds for sick kids and for their family. Uh, this foundation was uh, started by Charday uh, and Mo Rich Richardson. They are a family who have lost a child at an early age, and so now they have raised a found, started a foundation. This is what I'm about to talk about, something positive with people to profit. Them do something positive with our tragedy. You know, them start the foundation. But what we want you to do is go out there and support them and pour into their foundation so they can help another family that might be going through struggle. Again, www.forevermariahfoundation.org. Manages host Aaron 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 Rogers. What may I say? Aaron Rogers. www.manageshost.com. Manageshouse.com is the CEO and founder Aaron Rogers. This business, any church, whether you're in the Caribbean with my Caribbean accent or even in the United States of America, you want to jump on his website. www.manageshouse.com. This business this online suite will help you to manage all your financial suite all your financial information when it comes to your member your congregation your given statement so that it can help you at the end of the month to get rid of those pain in the head spreadsheet that kind of uh put you in that place and so um, big up, big up to no fun, y'all. I said, you know what I mean? I said, this a, is a Jamaican prophetess fee on the microphone. I'm going to pass it over good. right now. That was good. May that I was pass good. it over right now to profit for talk about Pastor Ricardo. That was good. Listen, I, I wish I could do that. That was good. That was real good. Listen, listen, uh, um, leadership in the age of narcissism. God's blueprint for Christian leaders. Listen, I've been saying this. This is uh, by Dr. Ricardo Baldwin. This is a book that every church needs, every minister needs, every pastor needs for your leadership team. It's how to produce and reproduce good leadership. And so we talk about where we've gone wrong, but this talks about this book talks about where we can go right, how we can train up a new generation of leaders so we can continue to do what we need to do for the things of the Lord. And so listen, that was a a a, a good kingdom business spotlight i thought that was phenomenal i literally was like yeah there it go when you first started i said no that that doesn't sound that sounds so easy for me to understand but then when you got into your real your real uh patois i was like that's good this was good so i enjoyed it listen it's a good day before we do anything we're going to close out in prayer it's been a good day it's been a good show i pray that y'all were blessed today listen no matter what you're dealing with in life this week we're focusing on fathers and we're going to still see where God moves and how he flows with us this week. But listen, I want to say this to you all that might be low in your spirit. 
Maybe some of you are, are still hurt. Maybe because you lost your dad. You, you lost a, a father who's died. Maybe a father who's never been around. I want you to know that that our Heavenly Father, He holds our world in our hand, in His hands. I want you to know that He's mindful of you. He's always thinking about you. I want you to know that He loves you. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, as we bring this show to conclusion, Father, we end it by saying thank you. We end it by saying we love you. We end it by saying we honor you. We end it by not asking for a request or a petition or something that we stand in need of. But, Father, we say we love you. We honor you. Today is going to be a blessed day. Today is going to be a holy day. God, we already established our day this morning with prayer. And, God, we know that today is a glorious day. It is an acceptable day. It is a holy day. It is a good day because it's the day that you have made. Father, we will rejoice and we will be glad it today is a brighter day father we bless you god we honor you and father for everyone in the sound of my voice whoever is lacking strength father my prayer is that you will begin to equip them and strengthen them like never before father for this new way for the next uh, uh, wave father i pray for strength father i pray that we begin to see the revival and the reformation of the of christianity as a whole so father we honor you god we love you father we bless you father you hold our your our world in your hands and god we honor you that you're mindful of us that you're thinking about us, Father, that we are not forgotten even when we feel forgotten. God, that we're not forgotten when it seems like everyone forgets us. Father, we're not forgotten when it seems like we do for everyone and there's no one to do for us. God, you remember us. God, you think about us. God, we are servants, but you call us friend. And God, you are mindful of us. You are mindful of how we feel, of what our thoughts are. God, you're mindful of our tears. God, our tears are stored. And I thank you that you'll never let us go. You'll never let us go. You'll never let us go. You won't let go of me. No, you'll never let me go, Father. You'll never let us go. And Father, those that are under the sound of my voice, I want you to even say that. You'll never let us go. Yes. God, you'll never let go never. of me. You have never let me go. And you won't let me go, even though I'm going through what I'm going through right now. God, I know your hands are still upon my life. I know that you won't let me go. I know it feels some kind of way. I know it hurts. I know it's disappointing. I know the pain is real. But God, I know that you still have my world in your hands. And so because I believe it and because I trust it, even though I don't see things changing, I'm going to believe that you're with me I'm gonna believe that you're still there for me I'm gonna believe that God that I'm gonna make it God I'm gonna speak positivity I'm gonna speak life I'm gonna speak life and I'm not gonna curse myself with words that are not what you would say so God we honor you because we know that you'll never let us go and we bless you and I cover each one of the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus Christ Yes. And I bless your father. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name in we pray. Jesus Somebody name. say amen. 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 Listen, amen. It's been a good day. It's been a good day. But prophet, before you close out this, I know you gotta highlight the person out there in the studio, but we forgot Don Media. Just to highlight Jason, we know you out there, son. Yes, it, Don Media's doing say great. It is it, 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 Jamaican I, accent. I, I'm gonna get I'm gonna practice <laughs> because he's clowning me. Don Media. Look out for him because he's doing good things with videography and he's doing good things even with photography. And so I'm excited about what God is doing in his life and I expect nothing but greatness from him. He think he a Don. That's why he put Don Media. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm a clown you. Li listen, it's been a good day. It's been a blessed day. Yes, a it has. this morning. It's a brand new day. It's a beautiful day in God's neighborhood. That makes today what? A, a brighter, brighter day, y'all. Listen, if yesterday was a bit dark and gloomy, then know that today God is thinking of you truly. This is Prophet J. Prophet is for y'all. And this is Brighter Day in the Mornings. Look, I'm one half of the Brighter Day Morning Show all by myself. I'm not good flying solo. But together, I tend to think we make a dynamic duo. We're like two peas in a pod, not twins, more like Twix. We give you something sweet, but it got some real substance in the mix. That means you got to chew 
on what you heard and what you learned. And it's always Christ's perspective, and we apply it with the word. Listen, when we speak, we're simply trying to bring life. And when we speak, we're speaking the keys to life. Listen, this is Inspiration360radio.com, home of inspiration, motivation, and transformation. Listen, and from our family to yours, Team, team Jesus, Jesus all, all the way. way. We love y'all. We love Be y'all. blessed, family. And since my wife has been in the vein of Patois, oh, oh, what? I'm going to let what? you hear, hear, hear this real quick. As we go out, y'all be blessed.